Test one, two. Sega! That's what I hear. That's what I you just hear. gotta get to a little guitar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but dude, like we could rig up a pretty easy, uh, a pretty easy stick poly avatar in live two D. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. If like, any character is going fantastic. to, be pretty fucking easy. Yeah. So I don't like, man. I got the easiest rigging job for anybody out there that wants to do it. <laughs> Something that, that, that made me laugh was somebody was talking about um, how, like, like, they do the, 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 the VTuber thing. Um, and they were talking about, they, they, were, they were ordering at uh, the drive-thru at McDonald's the other day. And they noticed that while they were doing so, they were moving their head in very exaggerated manners. Because you have to do that oh to make live God. 2D models work right. Um, and they were like, God, I hope those things don't have cameras because I probably look like an idiot. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> That's it, it really is. Like, look, man, like, I would, yeah, like, I would totally do, uh, uh, I would fucking totally do a fucking, if I rigged up a, a live, live 2D, 2D stick poly. A live 2D stick poly, I would absolutely do it. It's so good. It would be this so would be... fucking funny. That's so good. Oh, it would be amazing. Life is good. Exactly, life is fantastic. Is it? Is it? Uh, yeah, it's great. It's great. <laughs> we, it's great. We we got out of 2020, and then January 1st, everything turned great everything, again. Everything's totally fine. Everything's right t- now. <laughs> it's totally fine and and okay. There's nothing. <laughs> what insurrection? What are you talking about? Just good vibes. Good, vi- good vibes <laughs> forever. <laughs> Just because we haven't done this. For a month doesn't mean that everybody else doesn't have this figured out for us. See, they know how it goes, mm-hmm. and we do too. We are experts at podcasting, and especially at intros. I do believe that I did that. I think John did it. John, congratulations! You just helped us transition in. You just transitioned us right into the introduction. Of Soxcast episode 130. Welcome to the brand new podcasting year, everybody. It's an all new season here at the show. As you can see, we've got a new set. We've got new costumes. Um, it's just, it's so great. We're gonna have a whole new theme song. I heard that they're getting. I heard that they're getting both Slipknot and Guns and Roses to do it for us. So that's that's gonna be wild. I can't. I can't wait to hear what that sounds intro, like. <laughs> Slipknot does the intro, and then both Slipknot and Guns and Roses collab to write the en- separate ending theme. Yeah, like it's gonna be great. Like you it's guys, 
you you won't believe the incredible year of podcast content we have in store for you. It's just you're out of your mind. We've got celebrity guests coming in. Uh, John's dad's going to stop by. Um, he's going to say hi. That's all he's going to do. He's just going to say hi. Uh, but it'll be great. Uh, it'll be great. Uh, that'll be for the patron. That'll be the patron exclusive uh, bonus, though. Yeah, uh, when we get that started and kicked. Oh, by the way, we've got a Patreon now. Uh, you can go donate to that. Um, Five hundred dollar tier means you get an extra episode a week. So, oh boy, bring it on! Bring it on! I am of course kidding. We just make we just we just make one episode for like one one. You get really one weird. episode. <laughs> you get one episode. One extra week. Make sure my uh, I will have to I'll have to edit and make sure that my verbiage is very clear on that. Uh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so you know like we're we're here we're getting settled back into doing this. I think like we we've been away from this for so long we might have forgotten how this works. <laughs> like I forgot what half of these levers do. There's a button here that just says pie. I don't know what that does. I assume it gives me a pie. I don't know. Why don't you uh, hit and find out? Uh, no, no, not no. We are live. I'm not taking any Absol- chances. Rhett, Rhett, no. If you you absolutely under no circumstances press the pie button. Not live. Not, not while one. you're live. Oh man, but 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 I, I do have good news. We've cruised into we've cruised into 2021 on at least a somewhat good note. Because when we, like when, we when we, we were we, last together, and this was before this was before the game of the year stuff, so this is all the way back in the heady days of December sixth, twenty twenty. We we during our break we came across a big piece of news uh, that was very important, especially to me, and that was the news that Doritos three D, they were coming back, baby. January eighteenth was the date we were given in that article. They was like, hey, but guess what? Doritos did a solid sooner than expected because the original date like I said it was supposed to be January 18th but I feel like I feel I feel like Doritos I feel like they knew I feel like they've got some incredible clairvoyance I feel like they knew that they'd need to 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 butter us up with something really good before all hell decided (laughs) to break loose again they knew that it's been a challenging year they knew that it's been a challenging year, and they knew they knew that we were going to need something good going into right this going into this first week of January. Uh, see, Doritos 3D are back. I will have. I'll, I would like to report that they're fantastic. I have had two two party size bags, oh, and they're very very good. I'm very happy with my perch. I can't find them anymore. They're just sold out everywhere now. They're just sold out everywhere now. And, like, everybody else is telling me, like, they can't even get them. So I guess I just need to count my blessings here. Mm. I feel like this is a very special event that that the cosmos aligned to have happened just for me. So I can at least be happy that I got my two big bags of Doritos 3D. They're gone now, unfortunately. But if that's all that I get, I have to be thankful. Right. What if they're just gone again? What if they're for just gone again? Years? Like, yeah. Like that would, you know what? Like, like, 
it, it's divine providence if that's the case. They're coming back in 2041. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to think that it's divine providence. That's the only that's the only assumption I can make at this point. Um, oh, but welcome. Uh, we're here to do a podcast, so I guess we should start kind of getting into that. To my immediate virtual right, squash his head and put him in the pot. It's Rhett. Hello. Hey. 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 <laughs> you know, you, you said we cruised into 2021. I'm thinking more like we coasted into 2021. We sputtered like, across the finish line. Uh, it's like when in a racing game when you run out of time. Yeah. But you, you keep you keep that momentum going cruise. and you hit the checkpoint. And, oh, I've got 30 more seconds. Okay. And then you start accelerating again. Except, like, not an outrun, though. An outrun. As soon as that timer's done, fuck it. You're stopped. Yeah, fuck out. Get the fuck out of here. That's one of those bad game feel yeah. moments. Yeah, that that feels real bad. But Rad Racer though, Rad Racer. Yeah, they let you cruise, racer. and you get that cool sound like when you're cruising, when you're in cruise mode, and when you cross yeah. that fucking checkpoint in cruise mode, coolest fucking feeling in the world. That might be the first racing game I ever played. Honestly, I, hmm, I think it might have been. Yeah, I can't think of any other racing games I might have played before Rad Racer. No, wait, no, I, think I, I, I played Mock Rider. I played Mock Rider. I played Mock Rider before Rad Racer. I saw somebody say, like, Rad Racer was Oh, no, that's an S game, duh. What, what what Square game do you think should get the Final Fantasy VII remake treatment? Somebody says Rad Racer. Rad Racer. Like, Hell yeah. Yes! <laughs> Just put $100 million into a Rad Racer I, remake. I'm here for it. Like, do that shit up, like Burnout Paradise or some shit. But just keep it as an arcade racer. Yeah. Don't like you know like don't do the open world stuff, but just like blow it out in the same kind of way. Like maybe yeah. one of those horizon like um fucking uh, uh uh Forza games, Forza Horizons, yeah. where it's just ridiculous. Blow it out like that. That'd be incredible. Rhett, are you ready for twenty twenty one in podcasting? I can't believe we've done hundred and thirty of these. We've done a hundred and thirty. How many games of the years I was just like kind of floored. Yeah, many- this is gonna be doing this now. We've been doing this for a long time now, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, like we have we, to stop at ten years, unfortunately. I it think, turns out it's in the contract. I think we, yeah, it's in the contract. <laughs> but we still got a number of years to go before then. So, yeah. so there's still there's still juice in the tank. Like, <laughs> if it lines the up, years. if it lines up the same way that 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 episode 100 did, and it being our five year anniversary. Mm. then 10 years should line up with episode 200. So we've at least got 70 episodes left. Okay. That's good. That's good. To my immediate virtual left, he's just a squirrel trying to get a nut. It's John Thayer. <laughs> Hello. Hey! Or wait, no. Fuck, I fucked it up! No, it's it's, it's high. Oh, damn. damn. Well, that's it. Oh. That's a bad omen. This I year's flat. Well, wait. fuck. <laughs> It's gonna be terrible. The new year. John for a new year. New John, New Year. There you go. Hello, it's pretty nice. Yeah. I like that one. Maybe, maybe like Sorry, we all change a things a little bit. A lot. Yeah. There you go. An old name. It's a new Fuck old. Yeah, I'm here for that. John. Yeah. All right, John. You're you're here for 2021 and and, and, and podcasting and, and and all that good stuff, right? I'm dropping my fingers, anxiously waiting for the full remake of 3D World Runner. Oh With man, Anaclyphic 3D. They're gonna do it like like that Panzer Dragoon Orda. 
It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be fantastic. Mm-hmm. They're, just, they're just gonna remake just 3D World. Level. They're just gonna remake 3D World Runner, but then they're just gonna fucking make Space Harrier out of it instead. <laughs> 3D World Runner. They're going they... to cancel Final Fantasy 16 and make 3D World, <laughs> and make 3D World Runner. <laughs> okay, but what if? What if? What if? 3D VR World Runner. Oh God. Oh, there, there is something that could be done with the IP. That, man. Like, why aren't they on that? Why haven't they gotten on Cause, that? Because literally only I care. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> even, I, like even, I like the chat even, and Tom made the same joke. Even <laughs> fucking Half-Life couldn't really get people to give a shit about VR. Yeah. Yep. Remember, <laughs> a new, a new ha- VR. Yeah, a new Half-Life game came out last year. I Granted, c- kind of bad timing. Yeah. I, I saw that, like, mentioned the other day, and I realized I had completely forgotten about Half-Life Alex. Like, it just... Mm-hmm. Like, I knew that it released, obviously, but it had just been such a nothing burger to my mind due to the fact that it's just a VR game. And it's like, does anybody really know what that game is? Did anybody actually play it? I don't see it on any end-of-the-year lists or anything. It's just kind of a fart yeah. in the wind at this point. Was Come it on? Out. Was it on um, uh, PlayStation VR? Ret? No, it no, was it's just Valve only. That's the thing, so I can't no. even play it. All right, all right, cool. Damn, what what a weird, what, man! Games are so weird now. Games are so weird now. It's great. All right, but you know what else is weird? Us having a podcast, which is not weird, <laughs> but I had no other way to transition from that to say that we need to get a move on. So, yeah. so who wants to do it? Who wants to be the one to to, to pop? Yeah, the, I think John definitely wants. To. John wants to pop the cherry on 2021 and get us started. <laughs> All right, John, you are you you are the beacon. You are you are the one setting the course for 2021. Get us started. What are we talking about today? I, I Can I do a prediction? You can do a prediction. Okay, so this is the first game John is going to talk about this year. Mm-hmm. This may be the last game John is going to talk about at the end of the year. Because... <laughs> Interesting! Okay, let's go with that. <laughs> well, uh, I got a bunch of cute gifts from friends mm-hmm. um, on Christmas, like a bunch of us did, that made mm-hmm. me very happy. Mm-hmm. Um I did not pre-prepare a list of all the friends so I can thank them, but I will, um, I'll just say the ones that I've played. Mm-hmm. So, of course, the one I've got to talk about, um, Rhett did give me a copy of Case 0 the Cannibal Boy on Steam. <laughs> I forgot about this. <laughs> With the note, Dear John, I'm helping you protect your brand. Yeah. <laughs> this is like a $1 VN um, that's by a, a company that, by, by a little group that makes, um, has made a couple other VNs and a couple other couple RPG Maker games, and I've, I've I put it the other ones. I, I kind of want to get over, get to them at some point and see because they form like a series. But this is just like a thirty minute VN. Um, I don't think there's any choices. It's just a just a light little horror story with like a couple twists. Um, that I think it just kind of a it's just kind of a spooky story, like a campfire story. In a way that I thought was cute. And, and cannibalism. Um, you gotta have the cannibalism. Yes. It was not particularly lurid. No. It did get gay at one point. Which okay, that's good. Here for that. I know. Um, 
So I'm I'm interested in seeing what more of them do. And obviously, far secondary secondarily, um, I got gifted a copy of the Dojin Shmup um, Hellsinker from 2007. Oh, uh, oh mm. man, oh god, Hellsinker! I saw somebody play this back mm-hmm. in 2012, and my eyes glazed over. Cause oh really? boy, oh boy, there's what. what John, what the fuck is Hellsinker? Because I know that it, I know that it's supposed to be a shmup, but when I saw this game in action in 2012, I was very confused. So what? Well, what plus the fuck I is the, this? Well, the updated Steam release has a tutorial. Just for the record, mm-hmm. uh, they added that in, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was nice. Um, Oh, I got gifted this by both Narf and Zelaz, so thank you both. Um, but and then like they overlapped each other because that happened a lot this year for some reason. Uh, yeah, they had a yeah, that's more and more popular. Both friends, and then they make you choose. Uh, oh man, who do you, lo- you who do you love more? Who do you love more? <laughs> who do you refuse the gift from? Um, so. I my, all I knew about this game was that it was very it was that it was super confusing, just like really confusing though, like just, just like really funny and how confusing it was, because um, you look at it and there's a bunch of bars on the left and right side of the screen. Like mm-hmm. if you just look at a screenshot, it's it's pretty dense. It's it, pretty yeah, scary. Yeah. Um. So first off, the right side of the screen is almost all scoring stuff. So it's that's like stuff that you already don't necessarily need to care about just to play the game. Um, I figured a lot of that out later on when I was trying to think carefully about how I wanted to get my extends later. Mm-hmm. But you do not have to understand like basically anything on the right side of the screen to play the game. Um, and then the meters on the left side are basically just your main weapon strength, your sub weapon strength, your bombs, <laughs> and your number of lives, how many life pieces you need to get a life. They just have a bunch of jargon. Um, (laughs) there's nothing in this game that is called what it should be except life except life life is just called life (laughs) so soul is if you just have it up soul is your main weapon strength Luna is your sub weapon strength Um, Stella is the rank (laughs) oh my god so it just shows you what your rank is and you get you can raise and lower your rank depending on things there's a number of games that show the rank um, so like it goes from one to a, yep. Um, and then there's Terra at the bottom <laughs> and this, <laughs> okay, stick with me here. Terra, um, it starts at 240 and it goes down when you do it, when you do, when you basically make mistakes and once it hits zero, that triggers the bonus stage. Um, is it a bonus stage or get... a penalty stage? Because it sounds like it's a penalty stage. If you do badly at the bonus stage, you can technically lose points. Right. But, but it, it does it's not very take weird. a lot of practice to get to the point where... It does not take a lot of practice to get to the point where you can break even easily, and then from there, like, double your points. Yeah. Um, so, generally, you just... You want your Terra... You, um, you can also farm a lot of extends in the bonus stage. So, generally, you want to hold that off until near the end so that you can go into the last levels with a full... Max health with but max lives. But you can't but you can't fight the true last boss if you go to the forbidden level though, right? 
No, you can, no, no, no. You have to, no matter what, um, before the, after the seventh level, uh -huh. you go to the bonus stage. Okay, okay. So, you, so before you that, for as long as okay, okay. Possible, generally. Okay, because I read the manual and it's very, it's, it's weird. It's complete, crystal clear. Oh, like, absolutely. Read, the manual sure. explains everything perfectly. I still don't necessarily understand how you get spirit, which are the main points. I'm still kind of trying to figure that one out because some people are like, I hit a spirit breakthrough after the first level, and I'm like, it, it's like it has to do with sealing, I guess, because the blue number goes up when you're sealing, and the blue number is how many spirits you get if you destroy the enemy. But I've only ever seen that number pop up when enemies are sealed. This is going to this is representative of the Hellsinker experience because that was five <laughs> minutes of. <jarring. laughs> That was five straight minutes of being completely impenetrable and probably tedious for, for us tedious to listen to. Right. But you get past that point and then you're suddenly, you, you basically just play it for like 30 minutes, play it for like an hour. And then it just clicks. And suddenly you're just playing an action game. That's, and once you get to that point. Yeah. The, that, yeah, yeah. the impression that I got, it, it, I like Red gifted me this, but unfortunately it, for some reason, does not like my hardware. So I could not play it. But the impression that I got is like, oh, this is just like Devil May Cry the shmup. Because the bullet hell aspects are not really... Like, it looks like a bullet hell shmup, but you have so many tools at your disposal for canceling bullets that that's really just not what this game is about. It's about knowing how the characters work. Yes, I would say that's accurate. Because, like, almost every obstacle in this game... Um, it actually says straight up in the manual, if you have to micro-dodge bullets, you're probably doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. It's literally like you want to figure out how to break every obstacle, yeah. essentially. Um, I think you say Devil May Cry. I, I think I would compare it with like treasure stuff. That Yeah, um, that's... that's a, a, I kind of put treasure and DMC and that kind of stuff on the similar... Um, I think I think both of those are good comparisons where it's like the it's it's kind of a cliche to be like, oh, it's really a puzzle game. But you, the goal is to figure out like how to approach each of these set pieces in such a way because they seem they can often seem overwhelming. But if you just use the tools that you have, then you can make them not overwhelming, basically. Yeah. And every character uh, I think has a lot of tools. Every character has a lot of tools. I use Dead Liar, um, the main guy, um, because he has swords, and I like swords. I just like, and I like using swords <laughs> and shrubs. Mm -hmm. I found out that Yomu apparently has this basically the same vocabulary as Dead Liar, and yeah. I need to play Yomu in more of these games. Mm -hmm. um, but so he has a sword. You tap the tap your attack button to shoot, and then you hold it to charge up a sword slash. And then if you hold it for like a second, it'll make a little sound, and then you can do a powerful sword slash if you slash right in front of you it won't deal any basically any damage at all but if you do but there's a reticle in front of you and if you get an enemy and hit your sword right there then it deals a lot of damage so with dead liar you're basically going up at the top of the screen finding being ready to deploy your sword at exactly the right opportunity to just decimate a big group of enemies all at once and then avoid their avoid their bullets yeah um, so, and also when you're close to an enemy, it won't shoot bullets and there's no contact damage. Bullets are the only thing that kill you. 
which I think is neat. That's always um, cool uh, in, in games like this, like when, when, yeah. when enemies don't have hitboxes. Mm. So the goal is to, with Dead Liar at least, um, the goal is to play just really aggressively, mm. just to get up in the enemy's faces, be near the top of the screen, um, and just dist- and just decimate <laughs> The enemy loadouts, and then you can't do that a lot of times. And then you have to get, you have to retreat, and then you have to think of a new approach. Mm. Um, and it's very, very satisfying to puzzle out all the different obstacles because that's an additional thing about Hellsinker is that it has that intensely varied. Um, oh, and you also have an option that you can aim and drop at a relative distance in front of you or to anywhere around you. Um, and that'll just deal constant damage to whatever it touches. So I would usually put that like a little bit ahead in front of my sword reticule and like jump up and down so that hitting stuff with the option. But you can put it behind you to the side depending on the circumstances. Um, and but yeah, the the deal with I, the, the the coolest thing about Hellsinger, I think, is that it has just an intense variety of different set pieces. And I think that's another point where the treasure comparison kind of makes mm-hmm. sense because it gets just outrageous in how inventive it is mm-hmm. in concocting different action set pieces. Um, it is just kind of constantly, once you get, especially into the later levels, it is sort of constantly throwing stuff at you that I'm just like, I didn't know shmups could do this. Um, like it, it plays a lot with scrolling, scrolling in different directions um there's a straight up this the level five is just a straight up welcome to the machine level i have never played a shmup a different another shmup that has a welcome <laughs> to the machine level that's, maybe very that's kind of yeah that's insane you know um you know how in stage four of imperishable night um you're in the middle of the boss fight and then the boss runs away and then you like mm-hmm. chase her down mm-hmm. while fighting regular enemies yeah um, that's good shit so yeah the basic, the coolest shit in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, Hellsinker is full of moments like that where it plays with structure, um, like where there's a boss in the middle of the stage. There's a bot. There's no boss at all. Um, there's a boss and then another boss. Um, it keeps you on your toes. It never lets you feel and i think devil may cry that is also comparable with that mm. where each stage doesn't necessarily have like a clearly defined shape um that's one shape it is for really the year 2021 shape of the new year fuck off um, <laughs> <laughs> um it and, and to me that was kind of the most exciting thing playing through it was just continuously being surprised because there's um, the main the main game is eight levels plus um, plus the bonus level. There are three different. There are three alternate versions of levels one through three mm-hmm. um, that you unlock after at a certain point, so that you can play basically harder, dip, varied levels where you can get more points, um, which is also nice because right at the point where you're starting to get kind of bored of the first couple levels, you suddenly unlock more interesting ones. Um, and there's also two extra stages. So there's total there are 14 different levels. Oh my in this god, game. that's pretty big for a shmup. It's pretty beefy, and a, a full playthrough of just the eight level campaign is about an hour. So Ooh. it's it is an epic 
scope. Um, and I just devoured this game. I just played it constantly for like two and a half. Two and weeks. a half. Yeah. Like yeah. this is this is all you talked about for quite a while, and, and it was exciting because it got uh, me. It got me very very interested, and I really kind of need to like see what's up hardware wise because I, I really want to experience this game. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. for some reason, friend's computer. Yeah. Uh, just go to the library. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> oh God, that takes me back. Oh Jesus Christ. Funny. Go to the school computer lab. <laughs> yeah, just go to the computer lab. Go down. Go downtown. Go to the library. Well, um, you're going to the library to int- obtain enlightenment. There you go. <laughs> May you obtain enlightenment. Oh wait, different game. Different game. Um. The the may you attain enlightenment catchphrase for this one is keep your dignity. Keep they your dignity. The, the, yeah. Every warning screen for all the bosses at the bottom is keep your dignity. Um. Does that mean so... like don't get mad like a little piss baby if you lose? <laughs> is that basically what it means? <laughs> Good question. Um. So I I just played it nonstop, and the thing was, I don't think this game is actually like all that hard. Mm. Um, because for me, hard is like the part in the game that I can't learn. Yeah. I just have to kind of hope for the best. Smash your face so, against it. Hope for the yeah. best. Get, get to this point with enough lives and bombs, basically. Yeah. So like a lot of Toho game stuff is kind of like that, where I'm just like, well, all right, better. I'm going to bomb through this one. I'm going to try my best here like a lot of st- stage five bosses especially there's it just gets like real hey hard. It's, like, it's like hey are those bullets coming at me from behind cool i'm bombing it <laughs> mm-hmm. wasn't there like uh, one part in life force where i think it was the stage four boss where it just seemed like a coin it's just flip a, yeah it's a coin flip if you get hit or not yeah so this well, doesn't i figured out a strat for it i figured out a strat for it pretty late on late in the game it okay. seemed to work pretty consistently mm. um that where it's not present in the one CC strats, which seem to be doing the coin flip that I was seeing, so I felt pretty smug about that. Um, but yeah, there, it, and there's the parts where it's just bullshit, and that's that's common in arcade games sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Is that it just yeah. kind of becomes bullshit? Um, and you accept that because if you're playing a bunch of old arcade games, like you're, you got to expect bullshit. Okay, I can deal with this. Yeah, you got to expect it, respect it, <laughs> deal with it. Yeah. Um, so this doesn't really have that. Maybe a couple patterns near the very end, essentially, where it gets really hard. Mm. Um, but it's very generous with bombs. Um, there's no, you don't have a limited bomb. It just depletes the power from your uh, main weapon. And then that power responds automatically. Mm. And it responds in like like 10 15 seconds like it's it's very generous and there's an auto bomb if you have three or fewer lives um you get live you get extra lives constantly especially if you like from the bonus stage like i regularly went into end game levels with full lives um, which is not true of toho um so i think and basically every obstacle up through maybe the end game i found consistent strats for Hmm. um to the point that when i finally um, at the end, I practiced every level. Um, you have to do one CCs up to certain stages to unlock shit. So, like, you 
get to stage four, you one CC up through the end of stage four, and that unlocks the um, first alternate stages and the practice mode. Um, you one CC up through end of stage seven, and that unlocks um, the short campaign where you only play like five versions of the levels, and it unlocks some of the extra stages. Um, but like once I so I I've been practicing the whole time, like learning each stage and then doing like truncated one CCs. Mm-hmm. At the very end, I was like, okay, I want to do a one CC of the whole game, and it took either one or two tries. I don't remember exactly. Nice. So like it was that consistent where, like once I just was like, all right, I'm gonna do the whole game now, and then I just did it. How's that for Which inscrutable? Is... They say the game's inscrutable, and you're over here almost first trying it. Look at you, what a boss! And yes, obviously a big part of that is I'm a super elite hardcore programmer for oh, life. Yeah, um, like you are, you are what the Japanese call a super player uh, with regards to shmups. Uh, you're literally just uh, untouchable. <laughs> Um, there isn't like a hard or lunatic mode. The only difficulty slidings are you can um, max out, you can set the rank to max, mm-hmm. or you can um, just all the time, or you can um, you can reduce the number of extra lives you can hold at a given time, and that's yeah. incentivized because when you collect a new extra life while at max lives, you get an immortal bonus, <laughs> and it's really really satisfying because when you have max lives there's a shiny text right underneath lives that just says immortal and then it flashes when you get the big bonus and it's really pleasing um so i i don't actually that's what i'm ultimately saying is i don't actually think it's inscrutable at all i think that me i think that sort of does it some disservice yeah Um, like i i think that people will look at a screenshot and look at all of these gauges and think like the, the only stuff that really seems to matter is the left panel. And there's only three things to keep track of there. Yeah, Literally just Saul, Luna just and Terra is all you really need to keep track of. Uh, if you are playing casually for survival to beat the game, you literally only need the left panel. And even then all that shit can be put on your ship. Like, on the sprite, so you can just, like, you don't even need to look over there. There are gauges that you can enable that just appear over your ship. They added some UI stuff stuff to the Steam release that's very cute. Yeah. Um, So, that's all good shit. It's a a one-hour prog rock album action (laughs) game (laughs) is the comparison I I decided I like Mm -hmm. um, for stuff like this and Zero Ranger and Reflex, where it's just, like, the structure uh, they play with structure in really cool ways yeah they're fucking long yeah uh, i feel like radiant silver gun probably is yeah, oh, yeah. That's yeah. absolutely like that's the radiant silver gun is where a lot of these games are pulling some of their 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 uh their, their, their nonsense from. yeah that, that that's where you're pulling a lot of the nonsense from like hellsinkers like even its ui font is very similar to what treasure was using for radiant silver gun um Ikaruga and 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 um, sin and punishment. So, cool. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that I think that rules and that makes me excited to finally dip into that one mm-hmm. down the line. I, I played Ikaruga Death as a kid and really liked it. Right. I think like Ikaruga um, is kind of a touchstone for all of us. Like we all kind of probably dove headfirst yeah. into that game and stayed yeah. there for a good while. 
it was significantly easy, more accessible than Radiant Silver Gun was, being a Japanese-only Saturn exclusive. Yeah, Radiant Silver Gun is a, a little inscrutable in its systems as well. It's yeah, kind of, I did like an hour long. Yeah, it's an hour long. It's kind of ridiculous. I honestly, I, I, so I actually did have the import. I still mm. don't really understand how that game works though, because there's like arcade mode and Saturn mode. Yeah, and Saturn mode like. You just get stronger as you play the game, so eventually you just start with, like, level 30 weapons and just breeze through it. Yeah. Or something like that. Yep. Roguelite mode. Mm. <laughs> it kind of is. <laughs> it kind of is. Um, so, now, that that's all really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, one more thing that I didn't parse out until I was, like, five or six hours in is that this is one of those action games that cares deeply about its setting and its story in ways that aren't immediately obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get a big sense of that reading the manual. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. But then also you get a big sense of that um, in the back half. Um, they, they It's very um, understated because they don't really tip their hand at all until you've cleared, like, stage four, basically. Mm. Um, cause they don't unlock the, they don't unlock the practice mode until then. Um, and that's like a major milestone is like, okay, now you have the practice mode. Now you can get further. And after stage four is when shit starts getting weird. Uh, after stage four is also when they start dropping the full text interludes. That's oh, what yeah. I was going to say. That's what we're novel. here for. That's what we're here for. And they're very good. They're very dope. They're very fucking dense. <laughs> in their in their prose um i i absolutely loved it to me um this felt this is that good good um twine purple prose um visceral shit basically yeah Yeah. um where it's just like about giving you a giving putting you in a mood basically um, and I think the text interludes just really nail that. And what they needed for me was to just, for I wanted to enjoy the mood and just soak in that for a while. Mm-hmm. And at the end, I wanted to make me feel something. And I got through the whole damn thing and I learned all these different levels and I unlocked the short campaign, I unlocked the extra stages and I cleared the extra stages. Um, and then I went and cleared the whole 1cc and... That unlocked the final tech sequences, and it did. It made me feel things. It made me cry a little bit. Nice. It's not a, yep. It's not a big. It's not like a huge thing. It's not like what you're there for. I think because mm. it's an action game first and foremost. Right. Um. But it accomplishes everything it wants to. Mm. Um. I remember. I remember thinking after I watched like the big final boss sequence, I was like. I think I'm starting to piece out what's happening here. I really hope I'm right. This is really cool. And then I watched the ending sequence and I was right, but in a completely different way than I expected. And it made me, and then the way it played out was really warm and nice. Nice. Um, I'm going to read just a little sample of the prose. Do, do, here. Yeah, let, regale us. <laughs> the tower we built, according to the plans, the center pulses and whirls a starving vortex of karma. It is a risk decentralization machine, capturing, compressing, and regulating the karma that toys with fate, maintaining it at an equal level. 
a stake driven into the heart of this wild beastly world, forcing tranquil equilibrium, a bridle placed upon the head of creation. That is what it is. Yep. I As know the what the, right. I know what this game is. <laughs> yep, it's one of these. Um so I, I told them I told a bunch of people like, hey, if you like Nier or oh, yeah. Luca. This game was also made by one person, was it not? I am pretty sure this game was made by know. one person. That would be pretty wild. I think it's a, I know it's at least a small group. Um, they made one unfinished fighting game and one um basically finished map before this, shorter map before this. Mm. Um also the music's real good. <laughs> it has a bunch of real good music moments near the end. Um So yeah, the fact that it it got wild with the story and then l- stuck the landing mm-hmm. um was what in addition to how fucking fantastic the action gets was I think what nailed it as being like basically peers with like Reflex and Zero Ranger for me. Mm. Uh, which is my favorite games ever. So those are start. those are very very good video games. By the way, Reflex and <laughs> <laughs> I got feelings. I got feelings. Oh my god, I'm excited. Um, I I think um I think a problem you run into with like basically any of these games that are an hour long is that they're never going to maintain the same level of energy throughout yeah. as your games. Um. Like, I cleared Kamui for the first time mm-hmm. right before that. Um, and that game is just, you know, it's a 30-minute punch to the face. Mm. It's, it's th- this game, especially because I was playing as Dead Liar, and they sync up the music patterns to the enemies. Oh, nice. Um, so I would kill enemies really fast, and the way they compensate for that sometimes is they spawn more of the same enemy wave. So it would be, there, there are a handful of times in the hour-long playthrough I'm like, okay, you can get on with it. I know how to beat this thing now. Come on. <laughs> Um, and I think you run into like kind of slow moments, like with like with most like one hour shmups with most. Oh yeah, yeah. Like Reflex is a great game, but like there are a couple moments in that game where it's just like, okay, let's get on with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this does, and this has that too. Mm. Um, so that I I think that's also it especially in the very first level, the very first non-alternate level, mm-hmm. um, I, it has a couple moments where like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> Are you really just making me wait here for like 10 seconds? Yeah. Um, and then, so it almost, it, it almost doesn't put its best forward, foot forward there. But then you, that's not even like the real level one, basically. Yeah, it's kind of... Uh, so, that's, those are all, those, that is my whole spectrum of thoughts, basically. Um, it fits into a tradition of action game that makes me really, really, really happy. And it's one of my new favorite games. Um, so I hope you figure out your computer shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 like of all the games that like, I've kind of been real bummed about not being able to play. And for some, like, I don't like, cause this game does not, it's not resource intensive. It's just a weird conflict mm. somewhere. I, I can't get it to run over 10 oh, frames sure. a second for some reason. And I'm on a pretty beastly mm. machine. So it's nothing. It's just, it, this is a 2006 video game that's not playing well with modern hardware. But it's something I want to try and figure out. Because this is a game that I, I, I know that I'm going to like what this thing is doing. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it, it, and it's especially because I had that spree where I was playing a bunch of the new Toho games and getting really exhausted with, like, it's just, even when they yeah. really called for it, they wouldn't break the yeah. structure. Yeah, it's very uniform. Just, just going to do what extremely it's married to that. Extremely married to being the same kind of game it's been for 17 games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, take a Twinkle Star Sprites. Um, and this just isn't. It just goes so hard throughout. <laughs> it's just like every level is throwing like a stage five Toho gimmick, um, I cool idea mm-hmm. at you, um, or or more. And then it just the way it ex- it just explodes at the very end is just as a sight to behold. Um, I I keep listening to the music and <laughs> freaking out again. I just really like it a lot. Yeah. Um, shmups are, hey, y'all, shmups are great. John, I know shmups are great because I literally spent the last two weeks only playing shmups. <laughs> uh, is that a, is that a transition I, I sense? I think it might be. It can be. I was just going to tack some stuff on here since we're talking, since we're in the middle sure. of this big hell sinker, like kind of the crown jewel of the episode, probably. Uh, but, but, but I, like, I, I kind of went back to reflex for a bit, um, Played that mm-hmm. for a little bit. I didn't get the one CC on it again, but I was just kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm playing this again and having a good time. Uh, that game's still really rad. Good. Yeah, that game still feels good. It's it's incredible. Go play it. Um, uh, I played another... The one CC isn't really intimidating. Pardon? The one CC for Reflex is really intimidating because yeah. of the nature of the last level. The last level's just, <laughs> oh my god. It's nuts. It's it's it adequate. Makes it, it makes it real scary. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Oh boy, there's so much. Yeah, it's real good though. It's so, it's so much. It's so good. Um, I I I played. I played. I played, a, I played another game. Uh, I, we were talking about like a quick thirty minute, twenty minute, thirty minute punch to the face. I played a game called Gray's Counter. Mm-hmm. Um, this was Ooh. this was a brisk little 20, 30 minute game that took me I don't know five or six runs to get the one CC on normal. Um, but uh, it's 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 kind of. Uh, adjacent to to uh reflex in a way because it's kind of it deals a lot with uh grazing bullets obviously is in the namesake because that's what gives you energy and 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 canceling bullets uh using a big fat laser um and it's got a break mode like crimson clover so that feels even better uh but it's got a real satisfying system where you graze bullets to build up this laser to 100 percent you fire the laser, uh, and when you're at 100%, you're completely invincible, so you can just swish your way across the screen. You got stars flying at you. Mm. It feels real good to grab all those points, and they add up real fast. You know, you leave the, this is one of those games where you leave the stage, and you've got a score of 50 million points. It's, you know, it's that kind of nuts. Um, so... <laughs> So you, you build you build up grays, you fire your big laser, uh, and you can fire it. You can fire your laser once you hit fifty percent, uh, but you only get the invulnerability when you hit one hundred percent. So they're kind of making you kind of play smart with it, or kind of play defensively, play offensively. You get kind of you get to kind of play around with how you want to utilize it. Um, so you do that, you grab yellow stars, and you build up your break gauge, and then you use your break gauge to fire off your big, stupid laser, which is incredible and feels really good. And that's, that collects you red stars, which are even more points, and they just fucking fly out of everything, and the laser's got a lot of impact. Fantastic. Feels real good. Um, 
it's just a super solid little five-stage game that I think Beepner gifted me this a couple years ago, and um, I just didn't get around to it immediately. Um, but I saw it sitting in my library and was like, I'm playing a lot of shmups lately. Let's play that. And then, yeah, I just sat down for an evening and one CC'd that. Um, it's just a re- like, I think that this is a really, like, if you're looking to try to get into one CCing games, like, I don't think that the bullet patterns that it throws at you are so devious that you can't, like, like because the whole idea is to, like, play defensively with the laser, cancel bullets, cancel your way out of the worst patterns, like, and there's no real penalty for doing it. Because that's just like, like, it's literally panic bomb the game if you want to play it like that. Um, uh, but yeah, I had a real good time with it. That game's really good. Uh, surprising, like, caught me off guard. It wasn't expecting to, to have this weird little anime shooter that I'd never heard of. Uh, it just kind of yeah, impressed me, but it was a really solid little experience. Um, uh, I played another uh, shmup called Cetasius. It's uh, kind of a Gradius slash Darius like. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of just eh. Uh, like it's okay. Uh, like I mean, yeah. it's doing like it's. Hey, here's a Gradius gimmick. Do you know this Gradius gimmick? All right. Well, <laughs> we're doing it. Here it is. Here's the speed. Here's the high speed section. Here, here's here's the high speed section. <laughs> that's a, that's a maze where you can where you can pick wrong. Boy, yeah. Oh, no! Uh, but, 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 at least their power-up system works in a way to where, like, every weapon has eight levels of energy, and, like, when you die, you only lose two. So, you like, when you die, you're not completely getting dumpstered. Like, your run's not dumpstered entirely. It's just, oh, okay, well, I just lost a couple levels on my weapons, and I can easily get them back, because the game gives out power-ups like candy. But I just kind of, like, I haven't finished it yet. Like, I'm still working on it, but I'm, I'm probably not going to be in any hurry to go back to it, because I think it's just kind of, eh. It's kind of a me too. Like, and it's like, this, the 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 presentation is real boring and drab. It's just like a lot of gr- a lot of dark green and gray, and just not really all that impressive. Uh, it's got some, it's got some funny gotcha moments where, like, I was going down this, this, uh, this, this fire level, and you're going down this vertical shaft, which those are always fun. Um, yeah. And it's just like you're maneuvering your way around these walls and stuff. And then all of a sudden, just like a big pillar of fire just shoots down. And you're just like, you have no way of knowing that's coming. There's no alert or anything. It just happens. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Okay. I, I want I want to be the Vic Viper. Is that what this is? Is this just I want to be the, I want to be the guy, but it's just in shmup form. Just like, okay, I know what you're doing, game. Like, I might finish it, I might not, but I wasn't, like, I'm not super impressed by it. That and the soundtrack is really fucking grating. Just, Ooh. it's, it's, this a, is two points above, this is two points above Hydra on the top 20 Dojin Shmups of all time. I'm really oh, mad. Yeah. I'm so mad. Fuck you. <laughs> Hydra is a. Hydra is tied with Exceed Third I'm and f- Jamestown. <sighs> Oh, really? I played a little of this, and I yep. was just like, "Yeah, I think this feels bad." Cetasius is be- is better than Hydora. Exceed third is on the same level as Hydora. Shmups.org, can we? We need to have a talking about why your opinions are <laughs> fucking terrible. 
Dodon Ponchi is like not the one. greatest fucking shmup ever made. Could we please stop dick writing it? Yeah, Toho like UFO uh, is. I like, the very, I like the very first response here, and that's UFO over Hellsinker isn't an opinion, it's a travesty. <laughs> <laughs> what are terrible opinions? Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, but, but, uh, I played another game. I've I've played it before, but I I sat down this past mm-hmm. weekend. I went. I had a mission. I was like, I'm gonna do this now. So we, we have, have either of you, have you, either of you heard of a little game called Zero Ranger? Just a bit. Um, I think so. I think it, it showed up on smashups.org's top twenty five shmups list. I think <laughs> that's what I heard about it from. Uh, so. Yeah, I went into I went into that game this week with a mission because there's a there's a thing that happens in 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 Zero Ranger and I'm not going to spoil it, but it's something that can really demoralize you if you do it if you do it and you fail. <laughs> and boy oh boy, I had this happen to me a couple of times. Then I put the game down for a couple months. I was like, okay, I'm in a shmup mood again. Let's sit down. Let's grind this back out. Let's get let's get our let's get ourselves some continues. Let's get this going. And I went I went through and I finally uh, finished up uh, Zero Ranger. Holy fucking shit! That game's real, real good, good, huh? Holy shit! It's real good, huh? Fuck! <laughs> that is a game of Jeez. the year. that is a game of the year contender. Jesus fucking I, Christ! Uh, God, I love Zero Ranger. Oh man! Like, are you turning around because of the ending, or just it just all clicked with you? I think once? the whole thing clicked this time uh, because I had to sit down and play through everything again. I had to kind of re-experience this game from the ground up again uh, due to the na- due to the way that I had previously left my save file. Um, so, kind of replaying that all and kind of. Approaching it with fresh eyes, approaching it having kind of been on a bit of a shmup bender, I was playing a lot better, it wasn't as frustrating at certain parts as that that it could have been, Uh, and then that game's climax goes real fucking hard in a way that I'm just entirely here for, um... Yeah, that game's really special, um, Zero Ranger, yeah, that, that game deserves all the praise that it gets, and... I think I think Rhett needs to finish it anyway, even if he's frustrated. <laughs> Rhett told me something the other night that just <laughs> floored me. Oh yep. God! He said okay. he said, "I don't know. I just I, I don't know that I enjoy shmups the way you two do." And oh. I'm like, and I'm like, motherfucker, you've made seven. You've this is made, true. You've made seven shmups. Seven seven point two if we count the level in Mike Man. <laughs> but that's more like i really really hate repetition which is it. ironic again giving this, this Give, genre yeah is all like, about one cc's and you know starting over and getting better yeah all of my games don't have lives i've never made a game with limited lives in it yeah yeah i get that like i i would say they're i approach them more as action set pieces than shmups that's true that's true mm-hmm. um uh, but man, like the the yeah, Zero Ranger is good. Like the story, just the way everything that game is doing, from its structure to the level design to the encounters, 
it's so smart. It's so well put together. The care and attention put into that whole package. And it recently just got an update with a whole new mode in it. Mm-hmm. Um, which, it's really, it's really cute. It's like a twenty-minute. Um, yeah, it's a digest food. version, sort of, uh, of yeah. what the game is. But, but it's, 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 a, it's, it's not. Yeah, it's a caravan it's shooter. Mode. It's um, a it's a caravan shooter mode yeah. where the idea is to score as many points as possible. They throw you one ups like candy. Um, yeah, it's 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 just real good. Mm-hmm. And, but it's they, got, they it, rank you on every yeah piece, so it's really cute. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's yeah, it's it's pretty good. Like, see, like my whole idea, like my, like I know, like Hellsinker seems to have kind of been the thing that kind of got you going on shmups lately. But for me, it was just like, I got a, I got a TurboGrafx 16 mini and that thing's got like 800, (laughs) that thing's got 800,000 shmups on it. So yeah, I was, I I, was Airzonk got you going. Yeah. Yeah. Airzonk got me going. There you go. That was actually, it was actually Mm -hmm. a soldier blade. I'm kind of, I'm working on a one CC for that. Uh, and, And that, that was kind of like what put me, I guess, in the right mood. And then John started talking about, Hellsinker again, and I was just like, man, I'm gonna go replay Reflex, and then I just kind of like went on this journey from there. I was just like, okay, I'm playing Reflex. Hey, Grace Counter, what was this? Did when, when did I get that? Oh, Who gave me right. that? All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, oh, Satasius, oh, Satasius, why am I playing this? It's boring. I know. Let's play. <laughs> let's play Zero Ranger and really cap this off. Uh, my 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 goal is to. Uh, is to completely one CC zero ranger in one go. Um, but I don't know that that's mm. going to happen like immediately because I kind of like, I hit a point in all of this shmuppiness the other day where I was, uh, I was replaying uh, 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 more Gray's counter. Cause I'm kind of uh, like uh, trying to no miss that game now. Uh, and I was just like, Oh, okay. I'm mm-hmm. just kind of like not getting any joy out of this now. So maybe it's time to move on for a bit from the genre like yeah. i might have kind of played a little too much here we got to the end of zero ranger and we can confirm that that is a fantastic video game that needs all the attention that we are trying to give it um i feel like i want zero ranger to be um that shmup people talk about when they're trying to get new people in the shmups instead of ikaruga because i know ikaruga oh, cool. is kind of like the oh, I like, that. like ikaruga is like the the one that everybody kind of like that's the one everybody tries to get everybody to play or they try to get people into the genre or, or it's just so ubiquitous but i, I mean, feel i was. feel mm-hmm. i feel like zero ranger is a better touchstone because i think that the way that that game kind of builds as it goes um i feel like it's got like a much gentler curve uh to it uh while also setting the player up for success uh with the way that its systems function it never actually want, needs you to one cc it either to see the whole story. No, not at built. all. No, um, which is nice. I yeah. kept thinking that it was going to at some point, so I kept starting over from the beginning, anyways. See, that's the oh. thing is that like the thing that <laughs> so, the thing that people kind of misinterpret about Zero Ranger, and I know this because I've seen it happen. I think two other times is they're misinterpreting yeah. how continues work, where when you earn a credit, you mm-hmm. have that credit. Like, even if you use that credit on a playthrough, when you start your next playthrough, you still have all of your credits. And I think that yeah. p- when people use their credits, mm-hmm. they think that they're using them permanently so that they they just keep trying to 1cc it and getting frustrated. See, I knew that I was building them up, but I still felt like 
that I was cheating the game by starting feeding it, basically. Quarter feeding it or starting at a later level. Yeah. Mm. So that when I got to well, the I, end and I then I did have to start to the beginning, I was pretty demoralized. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, now, now all those stage one attempts were actually practice for this. Like, Zero Ranger wants you to succeed. Um, and it, like I said, the way that it's structured kind of sets you yeah. up for that. Um, I still wish that they had a better practice mode. Or, or a practice mode at all, and I wish that start it. I wish that you could start um, a level and start at whatever um, rank that you want as well. Because like, because uh, mm-hmm. Grace Counter has that option. It has an option to where you can practice any stage at any rank, um, and, and that made kind of like learning the couple of bits that I was having problems with one CCing that game a lot easier to do because I can just like, okay, I know about where my rank is at when I get here. So I can just throw that up, practice it a bit, go back, and then you know, run there. I wish I, I wish Zero Ranger had more comprehensive options, um, like yeah. Because yeah. I I think I didn't even know Zero Ranger had rank until you guys mentioned it. So that's probably why like like I could start on stage three and be fine. But then when I yeah, get there, but when you get the there, game, it's a fucking get my ass kicked. It's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I've seen multiple people complain about that, and I think that's very fair. Yeah. Dude, Zero Rangers is super fucking good. Shmups are great. Shmups I love, are so good. I love me some shmups. I want to make another one. I want. I want to make one. It'd be great. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. So, oh I, I mean, I got a couple other things I can talk about, but I guess we can swing it around um, next time. Uh, Rhett. Hi. Hey. Yes, I'm here as well. You're here. You have things that you can talk about now. Mm-hmm. We're gonna yeah, give we're do. gonna give you that permission. I thought you were about <laughs> to go into a break there, and I'm like, I haven't had my spot yet. No, oh, I would never leave you out. Okay. You have my sincerest uh, you have my sincerest promise that I would never leave you out of the podcast. Uh-huh. I would leave John out. Not you. <laughs> we should do that well, one time. Just, just talk about our things for an hour and then be like, okay, break time. That would be Before. good. That'd be great. It'd be a good <laughs> bit. It'd be a funny bit, I think. Yeah, John would probably find probably it hilarious. Say it. Be like, oh, <laughs> be like, oh, okay. I'll, I'll maybe I'll, I'll bring it up after break. It's fine. <laughs> Rats, what have you been into? What's the, what? What's the haps? So John played a game called Hellsinker. Mm-hmm. It's got hell in the title. It does. And you know it's a shmup where you're trying to beat it from the start all the time. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's about an hour you long. Played Helltaker. No. I played oh, that last year. Okay. Uh, so there was one game on the Game of the Year podcast that none of us had played. Oh, boy. This was ubiquitous, wasn't it? But kept coming like up on a whole lot of user lists. Did somebody <laughs> find, Did one of us finally do the honors? I took the plunge and bought Hades. Oh, okay. You've got to take then, us. you got to take us top to bottom. What uh, the hell is Hades? It's a roguelite. What the hell? <laughs> it's a roguelike. Okay. I think it's more of a roguelite. There's a lot of progression in this game. I could say one thing that will put both of you off this game real quickly. Uh oh. What is <laughs> There's it? like 10 different currencies. Oh, this no. game's got numbers <laughs> oh, going no. up. It feels oh, good. No. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, but. I- 
I actually found out that Hades was a game where it was a had progression between runs, and yeah. I actually actually tweeted in disappointment, like, "Oh my god, why didn't any of you tell me this?" So I wouldn't I have to care. It's not that <laughs> it has progression between runs. It's just like, oh, no, why do you need ten currencies? It's got a lot of progression between runs. So okay, <laughs> let's back up a bit, though. Okay, let's back it up. The thing every every single uh. Like every, it kept coming up in every user list or listener list. I always mm-hmm. call them users for some reason. <laughs> the listener list. They always mentioned the story, and yeah. I thought how weird that was that the story kept being the selling point of this roguelike. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, story in games is weird because there's like, there's two different types. Like, take Grand Theft Auto Four or something. Mm-hmm. Where, like, if Polly thinks of the story of that game, it's probably, like, the story of Nico yeah. and his, you know, coming back to America. But when people play Grand Theft Auto 4, their story of that game might be, I stole a cop car and shot a bunch of people and then blew up with a grenade yeah, launcher. Yeah, like, there's there's convergent stories, yeah. and then there's your actual set piece there, story. There's the actual narrative, and then there's the story of what happened to you in the game. Yeah. Hades mm-hmm. is a game that more than anything else I've tri- I've ever played tries to make those the same thing i yeah i mean i mean i, I think you can kind of see that like you definitely started with bash yeah super giant has always tried to make that a thing so i haven't played i played transistor didn't really like it i haven't played the game pyre in mm-hmm. between this one though so this is a roguelike the the actual narrative story of this game is about this prince of the underworld trying to escape from a randomly generated dungeon. <laughs> Excellent. And when he dies, he goes back to the start. Dang. So th- there is z- there is zero discrepancy between the gameplay and the actual narrative. Much, much like Rogue Legacy. <laughs> yeah. Like that's that but game's it- entire story is, hey, it's a randomly changing dungeon. But Rogue Legacy was goofy about it. This, like, takes it super seriously and it's there's an enormous amount of voice acting in this game. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's Where, one of the you know, big ooh. constants I keep hearing is that it has that so a... many voice lines. I there's some super minor inter- incidental stuff that I think I've started to hear repeating, mm. but like as far as like major lines of character dialogue, like still have not had anything repeat because I think it because I think it just keeps track of every line it's ever delivered, so that no, nothing ever repeats. Oh, that's wild! And then, Jeez. like, characters will comment on how your run is going. Like, if you go into a boss <laughs> fight with low health, they'll be like, looks like you got roughed up on the way here, huh? <laughs> like, And there's just a million permutations and just how the game just feels so reactive to what is happening in your run. Mm-hmm. We're like, so... Dead Cells. Dead Cells was... Okay. It was very equipment-based. Yeah. And I didn't really gel with that as much. This game, all it has perks, much more similar to Binding of Isaac, mm. that modify your core abilities. So this game has a lot more, you know, permutations of, like... I'm going somewhere with this. Basically, all of your perks are based on Greek-Roman greek gods Mm -hmm. and they talk to you when they give you a perk nice so like you'll you'll pick up a lightning bolt and then zeus will be like hey there nephew (laughs) you know or whatever (laughs) i 
I want it's him like, to just say hey there, nephew. No, that's I'm not joking. <laughs> they're, they're all super. A lot of them are like super jovial, and they're all technically like family members. You pick up a gigantic boner, and Aphrodite's like, "Yo, hers, hers is a heart, <laughs> but she is in the game, and she is, she's very flirty. Yes, and I think she's like basically naked. Why not? Why not? Right? Yeah." But yeah, like, and then you start to actually learn the relationships. Like, I think Zeus is Hades' brother, but then Hades got kind of banished to be the lord of the underworld. So they're all up on Mount Olympus, mm-hmm. and you and Hades are down in, you know, the I underworld. Oh, that cool. sucks. <laughs> so you're you're Prince Zagreus, and you're trying to break out. And then every time you die, you go down the river Styx and end up at the bottom of the randomly generated dungeon. Shit! <laughs> so, like, the... And then, but what I was leading towards there is that the perks will then start to talk to each other. Oh, we're like, weird. If, if you pick up Aphrodite after that, she'll be like, oh, I see Zeus is helping you out this time, huh? Like, that's oh. what I mean when there's just like an infinite feeling number of dialogue variations. Oh, that's fucking crazy. And then there are abilities, like, so the normal perks are called boons, like the god's boon. Mm -hmm. There are duo boons that will only show up if you have a specific two gods together. If you get get, uh, Aphrodite, it's poon. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You see what I did there? And they will have dialogues where they start talking to each other, like, oh, what if we team up and do this for our old Zagreus here? Like... (laughs) It's just really crazy. So, like, do these synergies, like, actually, like, I mean, beyond just talking to mm-hmm. one another, do 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 the abilities actually synergize? Not as crazy as Isaac, but definitely more than Dead Cells, which was, you know, zero. Yeah, Dead Cells was not. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, every, so there's six main weapons in the game. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, sword, spear, shield, bow, gun. I forget, I might be forgetting one. So they all have, you know, your normal attack and a special attack, and then for all builds you have a magic spell. Mm-hmm. And so all of the initial boons are like, like the Zeus one will be like, oh, it'll make your attack shoot out lightning that bounces around between enemies when you hit them. Mm-hmm. And then, like, <clears throat> if you get another boon from Zeus, then it could be like, also when an enemy is electrocuted, he takes damage the next time he attacks. Like, Oh, okay. Okay. So, like, basically, when you pick up a boon from a god, it has a it give you a random three. Yeah. But then, like, people found that there's like basically flow charts that the game hides from you that like you have to take X to get Y to show up as an option. Uh... So, so it feels reactive to like you'll only get stuff that makes sense for your current build, and that actually feels really good that's you know what that's really fucking smart like yeah that, I'm, and, and again i leave it to super giant to be the ones to kind of make the decision like that because they've always seemed cognizant of making their yeah. games tailored around the idea of that you can't really fuck up and make a bad decision or mm-hmm. or you can't like have a bad build or something and they've always kind of been on top of that i think there have been times where it's like, because you always have the basic magic spell, it'll keep giving me stuff for the magic spell that I don't really want. Right. It's like, there there are ways for it to kind of go wrong. Yeah. But it is like, you're never going to get something... Like, this happened in Dead Cells all the time, where it's you get a weapon that's like... Yeah. And it does 50% damage to, to burning enemies, 
but yeah. you don't have anything you that have can enough, burn enemies. Yeah, like it, it doesn't make sense at all. Or, or and they expect you to just hold on to it until you have one, or that you yeah. got it with one, and it just feels bad. Like it's yeah, a, so it's the like the Diablo treadmill of finding shit that for for other classes that you're never going to be able to use. Yeah. So in this, you'll only get a boon that has like a status effect modifier if you're able to do that status effect. To oh my god, that's so good! Yeah. One of them, so like one of them is like I forget which goddess it is, but like all her modifiers are like on deflect. So it's like, oh, your attack will deflect bullets, or your dash will de- deflect bullets. Yes. And then you can get stuff that's like, oh, at- attacks that are deflected do double damage. Nice. So again, they they work with each other in, in logical ways. Mm. The cra- so I'll talk about the craziest run I've had so far. It was the first time I got to the final boss. Mm-hmm. I had the grenade launcher. It's actually an assault rifle, and then the special is the grenade launcher. <laughs> I love this! Which is such a... They, they kind of lam- they, they lampshaded a bit in the game where it's like, what the heck is that thing you're using? That doesn't exist. I love this! One of the characters is Achilles, you know, yeah. legendary hero. Mm-hmm. He's just like, well, I'm glad they didn't have those when I was alive. <laughs> Because your weapon is so ridiculous. That's so good, though! <laughs> Listen, they wanted a gun in the game. That's <laughs> fuck it. Hey, fuck it, why not? Yeah. So anyways, the special is... Oh, so... I apologize for being... One of the other modifiers is the the Daedalus Hammer. And then that has its own huge list of things that they can modify to your weapon. Mm-hmm. Like, straight up changing what your primary attack is or what your special is. So, like, there's a lot of ways things can be mutated. Where, like, if your sword attack is normally, like, a three-hit combo, one of the mutations is, like, just make it one big chop that does 90 damage. Okay. So, like, your your primary attack has just completely changed. But then when you stack that on top of all of the, like, and then it shoots a lightning bolt out kind of stuff, like, you can get builds that change on a dime in an interesting way. <sighs> That's interesting so like the grenade launcher that i was mentioning the the default one is just shoot it up into the air mm-hmm. and then it lands like a second later one of the modifiers is just make it a rocket launcher instead. yes so you just shoot it straight and it just hits the enemy and explodes god damn right it does one of the so i the gun has been my most used so i know most of the modifiers for this one mm-hmm. one of them is shoot five at once but they're a little bit weaker mm. so you just shoot it and it just just does a fucking spread in front of you <laughs> And then my favorite one, which is the one I was using on this build, was make the explosion significantly bigger, do three times damage, but it can hurt you as well. Okay. (laughs) So I picked that one, like, right at the start of this run, and I'm just launching these grenades that are doing insane damage, because they're already 3x modified. You're just Ipecac all over the place. Yeah. It is basically that. I didn't hit myself until, like, the floor three boss. Oh, nice. And it only did, like, seven damage. And I was like, oh. Okay. Nothing. I'm I'm very safe from this thing, even if I do screw up and get myself it. Because in Isaac, yeah, Ipecac will kill you. Yeah, Ipecac is, yeah, it's fucked. Yeah. So the next modifier I got was the Zeus, or not Zeus, Poseidon, the water guy. Mm -hmm. His is on special. It knocks enemies back. But your special does 100% damage oh, more. Nice. So it's even stronger now. And then I just started getting a ton of Poseidon abilities that all stacked with each other to make sense. And it just got fucking crazy where it's like, 
okay, now your your knockback damage is causing enemies to bleed out when they move. <laughs> oh, jeez. So as soon as they, they start getting pushed back, they're moving, so they're taking even more damage. And then I got one that was like, when an enemy gets pushed into a wall, which is already a thing like wall slam damage, mm-hmm. make wall slam damage do twice as much. So I'm like, okay, that's really good as well, because I'm already pushing stuff around. Yeah, that's good synergy. And then I got then I got one of the goofiest ones I've seen yet. 2x knockback. Oh wow. So not but like the way it was implemented seemed like an enemy would take a knockback hit, stop for a frame, oh, and, and then, then just take another knockback then, hit. <laughs> got to wonder if that's just like they didn't program that right or something. That feels like something that should be a smooth but it, motion. Funny, just seeing him kind of do basically what happened to us in the final area of the game. I would throw one grenade and all the enemies would just start ping ponging around the room and die. Oh, because <laughs> they were slamming into walls, they were taking damage from moving, mm-hmm. they were taking the grenade damage, which was like ridiculous. <laughs> and I'm just like, this run is fucking broken. <laughs> so it was, that was the most like, oh, everything is synergizing together. This is very funny. Yeah, maybe the most uh, Isaacy one. Hmm. It was definitely the most Isaac Made one so far. Run. Yeah. Gotcha. We're, we're just, well, every perk is just working together to synergize and make lunacy happen. Because so far, this game does seem relatively difficult to break. Mm-hmm. Like, it does seem shockingly balanced. Mm-hmm. Where, like, they have carefully tuned all these modifiers to not get out of the control. This one time, things got a little fucking crazy. But then, unfortunately, that was my first time against the last boss, so I had no idea what to do, and I don't think you can knock him back. Oh, no! So lot, oh, so no! This, knock, this knockback build is suddenly pretty yeah. pointless! So, I still did pretty good, though, but oh, right, know, right. for the first try, yeah. but... Yeah, so I found a thing later on that, like, records every single run you do, oh. so I, like, I got to the last boss on run 20, mm-hmm. and then it's like, run 22, Die to the last boss. <laughs> run twenty four. Die to the last boss. There's and then there's like four in a row, and then it's finally run thirty. Beat the game. Did it. I did it. Made it out of hell, son. Good job. Yeah. There. So I won't talk about what happens when you beat the game. Mm-hmm. But so all, throughout all these runs, you're talking to characters and like doing kind of NPC quests, like that advanced fire dialogue. Mm -hmm. There is a thing that can happen that happened to happen right after I beat the first the boss for the last time. Mm -hmm. And it's not guaranteed to happen because at run 20, I wasn't nearly far enough on that side quest line. Mm -hmm. So I'd only recently had a thing happen that made this possible. So I had the emotions of beating my first run. And then this other thing on top of it happening and I just started crying. It was really, really <laughs> oh, emotional. No. So it was like, and I didn't reach end credits yet. There's oh. still a lot of game to reach end credits for. Oh, I kind of figured. I, I didn't yeah. figure. I didn't figure that once you 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 do the no. thing that it's over. Uh, I no. figured there's definitely quite a bit more here to go. Yeah. People have been playing three. Too many people have been playing 300 hours of this game. Yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, so. There's a tr- there's an ending and then there's a true ending. Mm-hmm. I ain't going for that true ending. It sounds completely fucked. Like mm. that's my one of my main complaints to this game is like it almost does seem like irresponsible how much 
infinite time you could put into this thing. Uh, like, like they maybe went a little too far at the, the end. The true ending stuff sounded insane. Mm. It was just like, oh, this is the one game you played this year, and you played oh, 10 hours a day or something. That, yeah, that's unfortunate, but I, I, I mean, mean, yeah. I saw one person say that they had beaten it 50 times and were not at the true ending yet. So... I kind of Seems feel. I kind of much. feel like if you beat any game fifty times, one of those times yeah. should have been true ending. I'm sorry. Yeah. Especially because I think runs in this for me are lasting about an hour of real time. Yeah, even and... it's about, about a half hour. So the game tracks you when you're, you know, moving in a chamber. Mm -hmm. But then because there's so much dialogue and so much, you know, slight downtime, like even just room transitions, like it ends up being twice as long yeah, real yeah. time so yeah it's just it's really good i think it just has really solid action game chops mm. like because a lot there's there's definitely a ton of progression especially towards the start where it's like when you start with 50 hp going up to starting with 100 hp makes a huge difference that's big or when you unlock, basically, there's extra lives you can unlock, which makes you know massive difference. That's what, that's what makes all of the Twitter discourse people hate this video game. Yeah, but I think you get so much of that progression right at the start, and then it slows down dramatically. So mm. now, where it's just like, I just have to get good at this point. Right. Gotcha. So it's kind of like a soft tutorial. Yeah. In that sense, I mean, there, there's definitely a thing that happens after you beat it for the first time, where it's like the real Dark Souls starts here, fucker. <laughs> Like the the weapon I beat the game with of the six, that one is permanently harder mode harder now. Oh, that's real neat. So I could use one of the other ones, or I can suffer a bit using that one again. I'm cool. That. That, that, that's yeah. that sounds pretty cool, actually. Yeah, because it's like there's a thing that I think harder bosses is a good re reward for doing well yeah. in action games. Yeah. yeah. So, so the game does have that push-pull of, like, it keeps getting easier and easier as you collect darkness and then upgrade through these runs. But then once you start actually winning, it starts to push in the other direction and get harder again. Yeah, like cool. that. That, that Supergiant are yeah. the ones that kind of crack this nut. It's not surprising mm -hmm. to me because I feel that, like, they've all their games have always kind of had this really yeah. uh, delicate balance to them. Uh, where there's a push and pull. Like, you can look back as far as, like, Bastion with, like, the Pantheon and the gods and how you could make yeah. the game harder and things like that. Like, they've always been yeah. super, super on top of that shit. It's it's actually extremely similar to that. Mm, cool, cool. Like, there's there's definitely such a direct line from Bastion to this game. Oh, yeah. Like, this just... Yeah. Like, this feels like, like, like if, you could, if you had to, you could call it Bastion 2 or some shit. Just with yeah. the way that... All the systems seem to function. The way the combat seems to work uh, mm. just seems to have a very similar kind yeah. of feel to it. Definitely. There's just there's yep. so much in this game that makes me go, "That's really smart." Like, mm. even when there's like a million different systems and like upgrade currencies, every time I'm still like, "Yeah, but that's really smart." The way they've implemented this. That's cool. That's cool. I'm here for it. Yep. I, I'm well, definitely playing this at some point. I started, uh, oh, I'll play this. I am starting to feel a little burnt out because I put a lot of time into this game over the last like week. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You have. 
but like I was I was so glad when I got that first win. It's like okay, at least I've hit a moment, even though it's not the end. Mm-hmm. I've hit a big cathartic moment, and maybe I'll slow down and kind of grind this out for the rest you of the, the year. You hit the cry moment. Yeah, you got you the got cry moment. Cry. Yeah. You got the cry moment. Now you spend the rest of the year doing the grind moment. <laughs> that's that's my one fear is that has this peaked for me it's like is no moment left in this game going to hit that high again and that's what's terrifying I, I with the way people talk about this game I can't yeah. think that like that one moment is the only moment I have to think it was pretty more. fucking good though <laughs> fantastic yeah but again it was because two things that don't have to line up did line up yeah it just made it even sweeter yeah that, that that sounds like a really cool little experience that's a very personal moment yeah yeah it's i think the problem my biggest issue right now is because i've been putting so much time into it and because it is so much action game focus like there's not a ton of variety in like the enemies and bosses like the boss of each mm-hmm. floor is at least the boss of floors two and three are always the same. Mm-hmm. Actually, two, three, and four. So, like a pretty significant portion of the game. So, like you, re- they start to get a bit rote when it's like you know exactly their tails and their movement. Yeah. Yeah. I also I really don't like the third floor boss that much. Oh. He has a shield and he's a real motherfucker. Oh no. You shoot him and the the bullet just bounces off and you're just like, what the fuck? That's not cool. That's not cool, so Sniper to, Joe. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's it was really, fun, cool it was really fun watching you go on this journey. Yeah, it was really fun watching you go on this journey because we know you have a lot of the same kind of values mm-hmm. as we do, like very directly. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of watching it resonate yeah. was fun and nice. And like, oh, okay, yeah, okay. I think this one, this was sort of the big trendy. Yeah, definitely. Oh god, in a lot of ways. I, I mean, again, and I'm I think still. That I'm still a little floored seeing this Go win, ahead. like, game of the year at, like, IGN, which is like, wow, you guys really like this one, huh? Or just, why did nothing AAA come out last year? Well, I mean, well, looking at AAA, <laughs> like, there, there wasn't a lot to be excited about, I don't think. I think that this one game of the year at IGN, mm-hmm. I think something else, too. Mm-hmm. One of the other, like, big sites. Yeah. Which was just kind of crazy for a smaller studio roguelike. Mm-hmm. Like it's probably gonna do well when Giant Bomb does theirs as well. Um, I can't believe they still haven't. I'm not sure what happened. Hey, okay, yeah, Hades is Eurogamer's yeah, game like as well. Like that, like this, this game hit in such a way that like it's literally, it was literally on my timeline every single day. <laughs> uh, w- once it left early access, um, it it was on my timeline every day. I saw either some fan art, somebody talking about playing it. Uh, people that I follow streaming it like it's just like this game never left the public conscience and I don't think it's going to for a while yeah some because some people are still grinding out that true ending. grind out that true ending baby gotta get it going I think um I think with ones that have that big popularity boost basically mm-hmm. um it can be easy to I think I fell into this a couple times oh, yeah. with this game in particular where I was just like a little dismissive yeah, it's oh, easy yeah. to be cynical. I, I definitely was as well. I was just like, oh my god, shut up about how good it is already. I had the exact same thing mm-hmm. with Celeste, where it's just like, a platformer yeah, can't I was, I was possibly that good. 
Uh, I was thinking exactly Celeste, where I was just where it's oh. like a year and a half straight of just like this is this is my favorite game. This is everything, um, and it's easy to get a little, um, I think, snooty <laughs> with situations like that, especially when it hits like um, other prejudices, sort of like with me and the whole roguelite thing. Yeah, yeah. Because I am that person these days where I see, like, I go and look at a new game on Steam and I see the words rogue anywhere in the tags. I immediately shriek in terror, throw my computer out the window and run out the door. That is how far away I want to be from any... Because you know what, man? Like, look, I think a lot of the time roguelite and roguelike are just shorthand for I don't want to bother with level design. Yeah, that, that's just yeah. that's just me though. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I would say there really isn't a whole lot of Go level ahead. design in this. Like, there's really just you know pre-made arenas. Yeah, they're but just because arena the game fights. Is, it's so combat focused that it doesn't really yeah. bother me at all. Yeah, yeah. Where like a rogue like platformer, that's a way harder thing to get right. I think. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, like this. Yeah. This is definitely on my to playlist. Uh, I've got just, I've just got so many other things right now that I want to get yeah, to. That's fair. And I know that this game is going to click with me, so I'm not in any immediate rush to get to it. That's why I didn't immediately just go buy it during the sales because, like, you know what? I've, I've like, there's there there's gift gear sitting here that I want to just get to. Yeah. I've got, I got a couple of new games for Switch and, and PS4 that I want to get to. East Nine is coming out like in a couple of weeks. Oh God, yeah. I realized, like, oh, I could just buy East Nine new. Yeah, I didn't do that last time. Yeah, like we're all we can all go into East Nine together. We fantastic. God, that's cool. Oh, so it's just like I, 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 I know that this is like, yeah, like the, this is on my list. I'm just not in any hurry uh, because I've just got so many other mm-hmm. cool things uh, mm-hmm. ahead of it right now. I like deliberately mm-hmm. didn't start playing this until like the Thursday, towards the end of my vacation. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I don't want to just play Hades all week. <laughs> and, and then I started, then I started on Thursday and was just played it for like eight hours straight. And it was just like, see, I told you. Why didn't I play this all my vacation? <laughs> no, I was like, see, you went, you couldn't control yourself like a fucking kid in a candy store. You just fucking binge <laughs> it for eight hours straight. <laughs> so now I have to pace myself a little bit. Yeah, this last week was just like get home, do Hades run, get up, do Hades run, go to work. <laughs> I mean, we, why not? I mean, given yeah. given the week that it's been. Oh my god. Oh, uh, Lord, whatever gets you through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the way to be. I think. Okay, so throw it back, throw it back to to to, to, to my good pal, John Thayer. Oh, me? Excellent. Yeah. Little old you. <laughs> Little have... old you. Little old me? Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about video games on a podcast? You can do wow. that if you want to. <laughs> I'm not going to stop you. I'm here to grant you I this. I'm here to grant you this solemn right. Can you despite the Ranger? Good Excellent. choice. Good choice. Um, so I've just been on a nonstop, like, arcade binge, basically. 
Um, I, it started right before I left for Christmas. Um, I played Esca, I played a bunch of Eskatos, Eskatos, mm-hmm. which is the second game by the or not second, but the game that the big game after Judgment Silver Sword by that team. Mm. Uh, Judgment Silver Sword ex, um, extremely inspired my Shmup Expanse. Um, the way it's structured, the way it plays, um, yeah. it really resonated with me, even though it was way too hard for me. That was Ultimate. a uh, Wonder Swan game, wasn't it? Yep, that's what I thought. Got slick, it got um, a Steam release. Port. Yeah, it got a PC report recently. I think, but it's still definitely a Wonder Swan game, which yeah. is very cool. Yeah. So you played Eskatos. Um, um, and it plays this. It plays the same in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. The big. Um, thing that differentiates Eskatos and Judgment Silver Sword. It's got a bunch of little little stages. Um, yeah. It just it um, flashes like area one, area, and then thirty seconds later, area two, forty seconds later, area three. Um, it still ultimately like divides into stages pretty ne- like five stages pretty neatly. But I think that bit of flavor is very cute. Mm. Um, and B is that they are built around very fast enemy patterns and very like nuanced enemy patterns Mm -hmm. um they're pretty straightforward and clear i really like how it works it's not so much like bullet hell stuff basically it feels a little more classic than that i guess yeah um and I, I lifted a lot of that feel, trying to ca- capture a lot of that when I made a shmup. So it it it, res- it really resonates with me. It fe- really feels good. Mm-hmm. And I played just a shit ton of Eskatos, and it was like, okay, yeah, this Eskatos is um, 2.5D, so it's like really pretty. Um, Zero's indie studio 3D shmup, um, mm-hmm. which is just like one of my favorite aesthetics, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, like the the view changing, like because I looked up some videos of this, and it was like the mm-hmm. view changing really surprised me at how well that like they make it work. But you, you like because it does kind of have moments where they're throwing a whole bunch of bullets at you, but you don't really feel that those camera changes are fucking with your view any. Like you can still dodge uh, in the way that you would normally dodge. It looks like it, it, it looks like they they made sure that shit was impressive looking but it also worked mechanically they handle it very tactfully i really like how it works um while still looking super gorgeous mm-hmm. i think ulti next second is is similar yeah um so i loved that um it was again just a little too hard for me uh, i think that i think this one feels a lot more doable than judgment silver sort though so i, I kind of want to return to it at some point um so i was getting a little burnt out and i dipped back to kamui which is the first of the Cider Skein mm. trilogy. The second one is Reflex. Yeah. Um, famously declared um, as, oh fuck, what's the word that means trash? Kusoge. Famously declared as mm, Kusoge by Red on the podcast. Um, I like it a lot. <laughs> it was my first Cider Skein game. Um, very obviously Ray Force inspired. Oh yeah. A um, lot of, only instead of aiming um, at enemies in the background, you charge your gun and it shoots all enemies at them in the background. <laughs> um, kind of, it feels like um, uh, Alicia Dragoon, <laughs> but with Ray Four, where you're just like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And it feels oh. really good. And the way you balance that with um, 
the way you balance that with your gun and your laser with which draw on the same meter in interesting ways is really cool i just really love the whole verb set in that game a lot and it is just this really fast-paced 30 minute shmup um with just a really dope last gauntlet of bosses Mm. um and i actually learned the last boss this time and it was really really hard but that was the part where i kept um the first time i played it i beat in two credits and i spent one of them just all the lives on the last boss oh yeah (laughs) finally just sat down and i learned it and then i beat the game and it felt really good nice um so that felt good that was my first cider skate one cc made the others feel more attainable um and I then I then I just lived in Hellsinker for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Good place to be, it and sounds like. like. Yep. And then I left that. I tr- I I one credit. I beat both extra stages. Beat both extra stages, and then one credit of the whole game with the true last boss. And I was like, all right. And then there's like, a, and there's a sp- specific epilogue text, and that's that's like, okay. The game is completely over. You won. <laughs> you did it. Good job. Go do something else now. Just the kind of the opposite of Hades. It sounds like. like <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you played. You played this for twenty five hours. You are. You have finished. Congratulations. You can. I guess you can play upping the rank if you want. You can learn the other characters, but you finished the story. Congrats. There, there are three whole other characters, by the way, in Hellsinker that all have completely different verb sets. And one of them literally has four different verb sets. There's, so there's, like, yeah, there are, like, seven. Yeah, there's <laughs> literally oh seven God. characters, but one character is four characters. <laughs> yep. And there, and again, it's all, like, weirdo treasure shit. It's yep. not, like, normal. There's no, <laughs> this, there is no hold the button to shoot character. There is no press oh, button to no. bomb character. This is a fun, like, this game is just, like, hold the shoot button, then tap the bomb button four times, then release, and then you'll do something <laughs> special. Release this invincibility sphere. While you're inside the sphere for two seconds, you're invulnerable to all bullets. Then you can activate the... <laughs> The secondary sphere, which destroys all enemies within it. Uh, I saw a I saw a fan guide that was like, for a Mino game, tap the B button to shoot her regular gun, their regular gun. Do not do this. Don't under do any this ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's always more advantageous to shoot with the regular attack, which is shoot with their sub weapon attack. Yeah, which generates like a sphere of tor- torment. I ran into enemies. this guide while I was looking up uh, ways to troubleshoot my frames uh-huh. problem, so I, I know exactly what guide you're talking about. Very, very funny. I, I finally was posting bits from this, and I had a friend go, this is starting to feel like this that game isn't real, and you have just been doing it a lot. <laughs> which is joyous to even consider. Um, um, so I finished Hellsinker completely, mm-hmm. and, I, and then I was like, well, fuck. I still want to play Shmups. <laughs> and nothing was quite sticking. Like, I played a chunk of Mushihime-sama, which seems great. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the cave game where you play as a bug princess, and all of the enemies are different weird bugs. Right. And I like that. It gets really hard. Really fast. Through. Like, every cave game is literally the first two stages are brain-dead easy. You get to stage three. Okay, now you're actually playing the video game. And it's and it's murderous. Yep. Um, so I'm figuring that out. Uh, maybe I will later. I, I, it seems like it's one of the more accessible, approachable um, 
one credit clears for yeah it's it's definitely one of the ones that i hear most people who 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 are more uh experts on the matter mushihime sama is kind of like the Mm -hmm. the most attainable especially since i love the aesthetic right right um and it's also just very straightforward it's literally like you shoot you collect a power up (laughs) yeah there's nothing too weird here Mm-hmm. And it's short. It's like it's very clean. Yeah. Um. So I tried that. It wasn't really clicking. I I, I got Danmaku Unlimited three on my phone because like it always kind of annoyed me that I didn't clear it because it was kind of kind. Of, it seemed like pretty straightforward, mm-hmm. but I got bored with it, so I didn't finish it. I just um, man, those games are so. I'm a Danmaku game. Sterile. That's all I am. There's nothing special about me. My aesthetic is I have bullets. <laughs> Lots of them. Sometimes it my feels, attacks are like... A, sometimes my attack patterns are like a cave game. Sometimes they're like a Toho game. <laughs> it's the mo- It feels the most like... um. The thing you really want to avoid, I think, with these games is making it feel like you're just moving a mouse cursor between lights. And I feel like that it re- that more than any shmup it does so little to distinguish its setting yeah and world that it really just feels like i'm moving a cursor around in between it some lights. feels it feels like a piece of software used to, to 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 like show people what bullet hell games are by just a dictionary definition oh god it's just it's it is a it is a wikipedia article of a video game <laughs> That said, uh, I think it's got some patterns that feel really good to me. Um, it does, a, it, especially in the last four stages, it does a lot with macro dodging, which I think is really cool, where mm-hmm. it just like blocks huge swaths of the screen and makes you make big sweeping right. movements yeah. around them, which is what Hellsinker does all the time. Oh, yeah. Um, it feels a lot better playing on my phone, because then the ways that the, the, the default mode just kind of iron out all the systems, mm-hmm. flatten them, um, it actually makes sense when you're playing it on a phone, and you have, like, two buttons, maybe one button, and movement, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, maybe maybe I can get through that, that would be nice. And then I picked up my, the, the cross on my back, Thunder Cross. Uh, ha! Thunder Cross. Ha! Ah! <laughs> ah! Um, cause I, pl- I have the Konami arcade collection on my switch mm-hmm. and I have cleared, I clear, I two, two, two looped scramble. I cleared Gradius. I cleared life force. I cleared, um, Twinbee even. And the next one I was like, Oh, Thundercross, this one is famously really easy. I will just polish this one off mm-hmm. and it'll be like a quick, um, ego boosting arcade clear. It just knock it out. Um, that was a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> what? just knock it out in a day just knock it out in a day there are no trivial arcade clears because arcade games are really hard so even the easy ones (laughs) they're still really fucking hard are still really fucking hard um so all told i probably sank i did clear it i did clear thundercross in one credit Mm. and i was like and i didn't feel much from it yeah Um, thundercross is kind of boring It's really boring, huh? Yeah. It's just that. Oh, it's so sleepy. Yeah, I never got why, like, I've had that game recommended to me a number of times over the years. I was just like, man, this is just kind of boring. Hang on. <laughs> Feels extremely 
the A team was making Gradius, and then the C team yeah. was making Thundercross. Yeah, <laughs> was making Gradius too, which came out the same year. Oh wow! Um, yeah, yeah, brutal. Um, it's just so sleepy. It's yeah. so sedate. Um, to the point where like you can recover when you die. Um, and actually, the game kind of becomes fun whenever you lose all your power-ups. <laughs> because then it's like, <laughs> it turns into an actual shmup where you have to pay attention. <laughs> whereas with, whereas with like, Gradius and R-Type, it's a fun shmup. And, and then, then you die. And then, and then you die. <laughs> and completely murdered. Um, Thundercross is like, oh, it's fun. And then you get the power-ups, and it's like, oh, okay. Okay. To, I'm just going to hold the fire button down here for another two minutes until the next mm-hmm. boss appears. Mm-hmm. But even then, like it's easy to beef it because there's no shield or anything. Yeah. So if you let one enemy get through your barrage of fully powered up murder, yeah. and it fires off an aim bullet, and you don't dodge it, then that's it. Yep. And so the you have to stay engaged, even though it's very <laughs> easy and straightforward. You have to and stay like, engaged just enough to the point of not being in a coma. To the point of not being in a... To just have to not fall asleep. And then remember, all right, here's the part where I die every time. All right, let's... Oh, okay, I'm paying attention. Let me... Paying attention. Let me tap down. Oh, I made it through. Let me tap down to move my ship down 23 pixels so that I don't get hit by that one aimed bullet coming my way. All right, we are oh, good. <laughs> okay, now we can relax. For, now we can relax for another two minutes. Okay. Whew, that was hard. Um, it's... It's time, really and, yeah. Go ahead, Rhett. T- time for a no power up run. God, it's oh, <laughs> uh, it has one idea I really like, which is that when you're fully powered up, um, the power up items give you super powerful weapons that have limited ammo. So yeah. it's kind of like Super Zalixer. Yeah, what this predates it a bit, so Just I won't take little. credit for that one. <laughs> But it makes power-up items continue mattering after fully powered up, yeah, which I yeah. think is cute. The downside is that the um, fully powered up we- weapons are generally not as good as your regular. Your super, those super weapons are generally not as good as your regular weapons, so you don't that's wind not, up avoiding them anyway. That's not very super. No. <laughs> no. So, oh my god, I posted a clip that was 30 seconds of the last level where I just sat still. Just sat in the oh, fucking last back. level. <laughs> In the last level, it's so I, I on my on my first playthrough getting back, I beat five, I beat um levels five and six of seven on my first try without dying after being away from it for a year. Jeez. Um, honestly, like the big choke points are like level three and four. Once you get through that, it's a lot more straightforward. Unless you fall asleep and then <laughs> and then the last boss is bullshit, just on top of everything. And most importantly, most crucially. There's a very cute bit of boss theming where a crystal flies in from the left side of the screen and inhabits the boss of each level. Yes! Kind of like Dr. Robotnik and Sonic 1. Yep. So you're chasing this crystal, and then it flies out of the enemy when you beat them. So you're chasing this crystal through the whole game, and it just doesn't show up. Yep, they level. don't oh fucking do God. anything with it at the end. They just fucking gave up. They just That's... gave up. They had this cute bit of theming, and then just nothing. Now I'm mad. Yeah, like, right. The game could be offensively boring, but then so you fuck that up. It's such a cute thing. You could. It was so easy. It's like if you were playing Sonic One 
and you fight Dr. Robotnik just at the end of every world. And then in stage six, at the end, you just fight a dinosaur. <laughs> it just walks into the screen and there's a T-Rex. And then Dr. Robotnik is nowhere to be seen in the ending or the whole last Yeah, level. they don't even... <laughs> it's so dumb. There's a Thundercross 2. <laughs> I hear I hear Thundercross 2 is a lot better. Return of the Diamond. Um, Narf told, told me the um I would I would probably have a better time with the narrative theming based on my disappointment with the crystal right. in two. Yeah. Um so I'll, I'll you know I've I've got a spreadsheet of Konami shmups, so I'm like I might get to that one. I want to do um Gradius 2 on my collection. Oh next, that game's so I'm, good. I love I love I love, I love Gradius 2. Yeah, I think you said it was your favorite Gradius. Yeah, it's my favorite. Uh, mm. uh, I, I I think that game's gonna be a blast to learn. It's the longest game on the collection, so mm. it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a beefy one whenever I do dive in, <laughs> but I think it's gonna be a blast. And I think I'm ready for it. Um, I think I've got the the chops now. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Um, um I have one more sure. action game. Um. Because I, I dipped into that S and K collection and had some fun with there, <laughs> and I was like just trying to find just trying to find the, the right mm. thing, and then on a whim I was just like I've been watching a bunch of um, Doom speedrun videos mm-hmm. and stuff on Doom, and I was like, maybe I'll try Doom. Maybe I'll try Doom. I, I asked um, a friend. I asked um, was he was really into Doom. Uh, hey, what what port should I use? And they listed off like. Um, three different source ports for, from by fans over the last mm-hmm. like 10 years and like well here's if you like this and go with this version if you want this then go with this version if you want this then go with this version which is what i got googling around and then i found out that the official steam <laughs> release got a really nice unity redone engine that's, that's just extremely slick yeah, that surprised me i was not expecting that it i, I booted up immediately worked with my controller immediately was running smooth um just compl- just incredibly slick it feels great and it feels like um it felt authentic-y to me it gave, it felt it didn't feel like i tried playing gz doom and it felt a little too new i guess you and can felt... you can like i use gz doom and you can basically turn off all of the uh the, the, the modern things that that adds because that's how I play it and I just like turn off everything like mouse look and, and, and things like that and jumping and mm-hmm. I just remove all that oh okay okay that's that was the thing I was um that was probably what irked me right away I was like no I, Doom's not about mouse look yeah uh, yeah you can disable all of that in the options huh. okay um so I, I'm I'm sure the source ports are fucking great. I'm sure that there's a lot of them, and GZ Doom's great. And I'm sure that I know that people put a lot of love into them, and that's fantastic. Um, it was just very nice when I was like, I just want to play Doom, and then it turned out that like three months ago, there was an official, really well done update on the version of Doom that I own. That you that own, yeah. It yeah. <laughs> just makes it super convenient, yeah. Yeah, and I played a whole bunch of the first episode, and. My experience with with id shooters, with shooters in this style, mm-hmm. um, which I which I'm which I'm bringing up, even though it won't be relevant at all for the rest of the episode, we can talk about it now. Um, <laughs> is like seven years ago or something, I played through Doom One, mm-hmm. 
And like a little bit later, I played through Quake 1. And the way I did it was that I had the quick save and quick load keys um, at the ready. Mm -hmm. I think I played all of Doom 1 on a keyboard, and it didn't feel didn't feel super super great yeah um, yeah i feel that um frank the unity version um you can in the launcher it literally just says run unity run new version or run the dos version so you can just load the dos version straight from steam um so i it, de it definitely doesn't replace the dos version you can load it up in DOSBox. Yeah, they're not 3D realms here. They're not gearbox they're not <laughs> they're not fucking people over here <laughs> you could still have the old version Exactly. Um, so, when you play 36 maps of Doom, or however many, or in the first three episodes, and or like, and then like four episodes of Quake in a row, quick saving and quick loading whenever you get to a hard part, um, not really luxuriating in any of the spaces or maps. Um, I think they're pretty boring. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that is the worst way to engage with these games. Yes. And that was how I did it. And especially Quake, that was that just became a chore. Yeah. Um, just because it was longer. Um, and I and I did not have any real relationship with the games. And I put them down like, well, I have, I have experienced Doom. Um, I did it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Frank in the chat said, God, that's the only way I engage with these games. <laughs> yeah, Bali? I, I didn't say anything. No shade. Um, so, I, I was coming right off the action, I'm right, I'm right in the middle of the action game kick, and I was like, alright, why don't we like closely engage with this? And I've spent like all weekend, um, I played each Doom map really closely in that first episode, looking for secrets, and I tried to fill in the map as best as much as I could. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like found the secrets in the first map, which I'm sure everyone complete has completely memorized. Oh yeah, yeah. But it was really yeah. satisfying. Um, and um, and then once I was I did that, I went back and I tried to learn tried to get to the part times. And the first four maps, that's really easy. Oh yeah, it's like yeah. all right. And then after at like maps five and six, it becomes like, oh no, this you got to be real good. Yeah, you actually got to just know the maps in and out. You've got to be able to move very quickly through swaths of very dangerous enemies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was where I where that was where I um, finally tapped out of trying to hit the par times. Was like, oh, it needs me to. The only way I can figure out how to get through these enemies consistently is to park my butt and kill them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot them. Shoot them. Yeah. Good I mean, to say first person, shoot her, I would expect you to... I would expect shooting to be an <laughs> integral part of this experience. But I had, like, a couple runs where I managed to, like, squeeze through them, and I was like, oh, I'm not gonna... I don't feel like trying to... That's not gonna be <laughs> fun to keep trying to do. That's not gonna be fun. I'm not gonna try to hit these part-times. I'm gonna try to... I, basically, I went through each map and learned the critical path. Um... Which was really satisfying because they're really amazy. Um, the way that all the all the maps in the first episode are really cool in the way that they like sprawl out while still like constantly feeding into um, itself while still guiding you around through to the different keys. Yeah, you you always kind of feel um, like m m maybe I'm lost. Mm -hmm. And then it, and then it, you. 
then you find pop out. Like, oh, yeah, you pop out somewhere where you you remember. It's like, oh, okay, I'm back mm. here. It's really cool. It it feels really good. Mm-hmm. And I did that, and then I played through the whole game. I played through the whole episode without dying. Nice. And that felt real good. Um, I didn't the first time through. I also didn't. Um, save it all mm-hmm. i was i was just like okay if i die i'll just restart the level and i'll find find new weapons and mm-hmm. that, that happened a couple times and it was like all right cool i don't know why i didn't just do this yeah like all the levels um, are made to be to be able to be beaten from a pistol start so like even if you fucking die and lose all your shit it's not any real re- like yeah it sucks obviously but every every map is made to be able to be beaten from a pistol start mm-hmm. and you get a shotgun almost immediately in every map so. yeah yeah and the shotgun field extremely good huh of course it does it's iconic hey did you all know the shotgun in doom feels really good yeah yeah get that get that double barrel super (laughs) shotgun in doom too feels even nicer very good um so that i'm in the second episode now um and it's also really fun it it immediately starts with a teleporter maze and i'm like yes (laughs) i think the I think the um, second episode, it already feels a little more complicated. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, more yeah. And I think that it's going to get to a point where I don't feel like I can just learn the critical path and put it in my, keep that in my brain mm. with, with the first episode. Yeah, yeah, that's um, definitely going to be the case going forward. Mm-hmm. But I think I can still try, to, at the very least, get through the maps without not, without saving. Mm-hmm. Um, without quick saving. And... um. What was I thinking? Get through the maps without quick saving, and that'll feel good on its own. And then maybe try to do the whole episode if if I'm feeling <laughs> if I'm feeling gumptiony. Right, right, right. Um, because that felt really good. It feels really good to like actually spend some time with the levels and think about them as like action game set pieces, as opposed to just just like oh through. yeah, just like bashing your face in from encounter to encounter. You got God mode on. You're saving and loading. You got all the ammo and you got all the keys. Like everybody engaged with those games, kind of the same way growing up. I think. Mm-hmm. That's really funny because I I, I I did this in a chat where I was like, and I, I said, oh yeah, I just kind of quick save mushed my way through, and the sh- people didn't just play through these games once they had the shareware episode they couldn't afford the new one they played the they played the hell out of the shareware episode over and over yep. and they learned they learned it they learned it just get work. real fucking good at knee deep in the dead <laughs> mm-hmm. um and then the friend and then their friend replied no i'm pretty sure a lot of people just put on god mode yeah, <laughs> and fucked around that too I'm, I'm sure that's true for a lot of folks um but yeah i think just living in the stages is doing a lot more to um show me why these games are good and why people why they resonate with people right and i think i'm really excited to spend more time with them fantastic so that's where i'm at that's good game city like doom is a good place to kind of like like you started your journey with hellsinker uh and then and now you're on doom i think (laughs) i think you've got I think you got 2021 off to a pretty good start. <laughs> yeah, it feels good. Well, Polly, I'm sure there's nothing... Um, there's nothing I can, can possibly... to. Yeah. That would be, like, really smooth from that. But, I don't know like, how I could possibly follow that up. So, 
I mean, I guess the 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 only other thing you don't, I, have, you don't have any. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You don't have any games that are like kind of in like a hellish locale. I mean, we had <sighs> three of those. We had a game with hell in the name. And I did, you know, actually, I think I might. I think I might. I might actually. Now that I think about it, now that I've just it just jumped out at me. I I didn't. I had to stop and think for a moment, but yeah, I think I might have actually played something that took place in a bit of a hellish landscape. Is it a first-person shooter? Well, surely it doesn't like with a four-letter name. Uh, goddamn, Rhett! How did you know? <laughs> yeah, it's a first-person shooter with a four-letter name that takes place in a bit of a hellish landscape. Uh, uh thanks to our good pal John who sent me this for Christmas, I played Dusk. So Dusk is this is a cold shot. This is a cold shot because you don't put anything on your wish list. Yeah, I, <laughs> I like gifts. I do that on purpose. It, it's it, <laughs> it doesn't stop anybody. I don't know why. <laughs> <That's the problem. laughs> like they do it anyway. They just send shit anyway. So it's like, god damn it. Uh, but yeah, um, <gasps> D- Dusk is like I was aware of this game. It's just. I'd never thought to pick it up myself because it kind of like it, it, you know, like it, it, it's a throwback FPS to the days of like Doom, Quake, Hexen, Blood. Um, so I just kind of like I thought I kind of looked at it a bit cynically, like, oh, okay, is okay. You're you're doing that thing where you're just making the game that you played when you were fourteen. I got you. That's cool. You can do that. Um, but no, uh, that, that, that's not really like uh, like. What I would call this, I came into this thinking maybe I, uh, maybe this is going to be a lot more cynical than it than it ended up being. Uh, this ended up being not. This ended up being not that at all. Um, uh, this is a game that obviously does take all of those influences and wear them on its sleeve. It's not uh, the least bit. Um, it, 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 it doesn't shy away from that at all. Uh, you know, it's drenched in 90s FPS aesthetic. Like, it's trying to look like a 90s FPS with uh, its, its, its lower, like, polygon counts. Yeah. It's very blocky textures. Um, they try to emulate a lot of color palettes and stuff. Uh, I, I don't think any of those filters are actually very good. Um, but, oh, they have, but they have... Those. Pardon? I didn't even see those filters that yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, there's, like, filters where you can try to, like like bring it down to 16 color mode but it's like this really awful oh, no. it, it doesn't look good because it's just try, it, it's unity trying to do a filter slash shader um, rather than something that's kind of like baked in or that they made other assets for it just looks real bad um, but like yeah like this is 90s FPS aesthetic like, there's demons there's metal there's, there's jibs everywhere. Everything explodes real nice. <laughs> yeah. Like, one look at the screenshots in the video, and, like, you know what you're getting into. It's, 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 like, it's like on the 10. There's no second guessing. You're not going to be, like, you, you know what you're getting. Um, sp- but, mm. like, but I said, like, I think that, like, I think that, like, the original vision of this game was just recreating that type of old-school shooter, though, because, like, it comes with a couple of demos where... It kind of feels like that's the direction it's headed, where, like, the level design feels very Quake 1. Uh, The way that the guns work and feel kind of feels like Doom and Quake 1. And they weren't really 
you know, like, there wasn't a lot of ambition to be more than just a, a hmm. throw, like, we're going to be that game. Um, but thankfully, at some point, I don't know when, like, it, it sort of found its own unique voice, and, like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's easily recognizable as, like, a fantastic, um, it's like, it's a fantastic homage to its inspirations. Um, it does a lot of, like, similar things that the, the, those games do. Like, hey, we've got a super shotgun. We've got simple enemy designs where they just go, they're just going to swarm you. We got rocket jumping. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it doesn't just, it doesn't just, like, make that its entire identity and call it a day. And that's kind of what really, like, made me happy. Um, and I think that, like, the big thing that makes this work is... It's got an it, it's got an incredible atmosphere. Like this is like, yo, like you want your your runny gunny demon cult first person shooter drenched with a lot of atmosphere, and like what really made me appreciate this game a lot is like how it sort of gradually weaves in that twisted nature of its setting uh, into its maps and level designs. Like, um, like we always talk about a progression. Uh, toward like like when you have mm-hmm. like a setup like this where it's just, like demonic or it's like aliens and when things start getting weirder and weirder the more you dig into it like that's a cool thing so it's like the further into the game you get mm-hmm. the more weird and unsettling like the setting gets and they play around with various gimmicks uh, and one-off ideas and levels to keep things interesting like um, something that this game does that um that I think is really rare um, is that it will introduce like a new mechanic and it's just for that part and it's not for the rest of the game so it's like there's nothing like they don't introduce a lot of mechanics that end up being permanent it's just this interesting one-off compartmentalized idea to make this one area feel like a, a unique piece of the story um and it makes it stand out a whole lot more. It makes those moments super duper memorable. Um, and I don't want to spoil them, obviously, yeah. because like those are like a big part of the game's identity, and this is a game that I want people to play for themselves. Um, but I think that like like just right off, like this game does like a fantastic job of weaving its gameplay and and, and the narrative together. Uh, in some really smart ways that maybe couldn't have been achieved in 1995. Like, I don't know. Or we we just weren't thinking at that level at this point. Because this game obviously has the benefit of having 26 years of other first-person shooters to look at and go, okay, how do I make this... Like, How do I contextualize all this in a more meaningful way? Uh, and that's kind of what I think Dusk is doing. Um, what really makes this game cool. like super recommendable for me, though, is I feel like we were just talking about like F- like FPS map design, um, and, and with like older design specifically, like you said, you start running into like a lot of unpleasant tropes, like uh, that really bog down games. Um, like like Doom Two and Quake. Like the further you get into those games, for instance, I feel like they just get bogged down and almost insufferable 
where like the levels kind of just become labyrinthine and it's just like oh i gotta go find the hidden wall for the key or something and it's just they the levels start feeling like more of a to-do than they need to be i guess um and especially like with 3d realms games like god damn duke nukem 3d levels can go suck an ass a lot of times <laughs> like jesus christ um but maps start like, like they started becoming over designed, overly mazy, super reliant on key hunts, backtracking, um, and and like Dusk does engage with a lot of those same ideas. But what I think makes it uh, unique uh, is that it keeps its map size very small, uh, not like claustrophobic, but the maps are. Oh, there's a there's a belch for you. Enjoy that. <laughs> uh, like every map feels like it's trying to evoke those feelings you got from Doom One Episode One, where the levels are small, but they'd cleverly wrap around in on themselves to keep you on the critical path, even though you might feel like I don't know, I'm probably lost out here in the middle of nowhere. Who knows where I'm at? And then you pop out, and you're just like, Oh no, I'm back in the main hub somehow. Um, and there's like a good, like, if you want to explore, there's like a good set of, you know, this game's got secrets all over the place. If you just poke around the right corners or sometimes you'll, oh, hey, that wall, I, that looks real weird. And you go press the texture and it's like, oh, the wall raises up. There you go. Um, but the thing with dusk maps uh, is, is that since it's not like restrained to having to work with like maybe small texture and tile sets and the like it can have more unique assets every map has unique things that you can use as landmarks to sort of easily always find your way around so like if you need to go somewhere and, and then like by the time you reach the end of a level you can easily sort of retrace it in your head you can look back and like okay i know where that's at i know where that's at i need like if i need to go back there i remember where that red door i saw was because the, there was this church nearby uh and things like that like it like all of the levels in dusk feel like a place and not a labyrinth um mm-hmm. so like like what what and with like the small level design uh with the levels being like brisk but still very dense like these levels aren't just like you know oh it's like a small level with like 10 or 20 enemies in it. like there's there are maps in this thing it's got like 300 enemies in it it's like they're, they're still re- <laughs> they're still really dense levels but they're small and compact and smartly designed to the point to where getting around and through each of them only takes you maybe 10 to 10 to 15 minutes so i could sit down and play this game mm-hmm. for like 15 minutes to half an hour at a time put it down come back another hour or two later and it just yet yeah, still be enjoying it um it's just it's it's brisk but it's dense and like it's giving you just the right balance and i wasn't expecting that like it just caught me off guard like halfway Mm -hmm. through episode one i was just like i'm surprised at how like small these maps are is this something that's just gonna like are you just like easing me into it here but then it's like halfway into episode two no these maps are still relatively small but there's they're working really well with what they have and and i don't know like if the maps are small just because you can't maybe do big maps in unity or something i don't know but it feels more like a conscious design decision of like hey like some of that older map design gets a little up its own ass sometimes Hmm. um 
And, and another thing I like about it is that it still rewards, like, old-school thinking. Like, you can do rocket jumps and stuff. Like, there were a couple of points where I, I found that you could you could bypass a key door if you know how to rocket jump. Like, oh, wow. Like, and they'll just cool. let you and they'll just let you do it. Uh, but it's not, like, it's not heavily incentivized to do it. Like, it doesn't, like, it's not required on the main path. It doesn't, like expect that only like first person shooter diehards are playing this um and something else i think is super smart is there are no hit scan enemies none yeah none whatsoever every projectile every attack in this game is dodgeable and that is fantastic like and there there there's an untouched like there's an untouched uh uh, achievement for every level, I think. Uh, so you can oh, actually, and, and like, you can do other fun shit too. Like, you can use your melee weapon to throw to bounce attacks back at enemies. Uh, really? Yeah, you can use your hooks and like th- and like uh, shoot fireballs back at enemies. It feels really good. Oh. It's so fucking cool. And um, there are so many points that like, like there's like debris and shit laying all over the place that you can pick up and throw at enemies to do damage or just to completely kill him or like another fun thing is to like pick up an explosive barrel throw it and then shoot it out of the air and blow up like 10 enemies at once like this game sets you up to do so much cool shit and and, and it's still kind of but, but it still has those trappings of, like, that 1995-96 era of first-person shooters where it's still fast and it's still, like, like it's got, like, man, this game is doing all the right shit. It's so good. Cool. Uh, I need to play more of this. Yeah, you played like, a bit. The more you talked about it, which is a good sign. Mm. Uh, but it's just, like, this, it's, it's so smart. Like it feels like it, it. It. This is a game that really did learn from like, the people that have issues with uh, those older school games and the things that can get really obtuse or annoying or just really bog them down. Dusk basically manages to avoid all of it and then come out with not only just being a fantastic homage to that era of first-person shooter, but, like, having its own unique voice and identity with how... through its presentation, through its really smart level design. Um, I, I think, like, maybe the enemy designs are lacking a little bit. Um, I think that they're a little samey. They're a little understated. Uh, but they still they still blow up really good. It's real fun. It's real fun to blow them up, and the game's got a really cool final boss fight that I was really happy with. Yeah, um, which really so, which that so, is such a tricky needle to thread in these games. Yeah, because that because the, the because all the other ep- the, the, the the two episodes before the last one do have end bosses and they're not so great. <laughs> uh, they're just kind of like, oh hey, do you guys you like this enemy? We made a bigger one. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of. Yeah. It's not like Doom and Quake do good in yeah. that Yeah, basically. Yeah, but then you get to the final boss, and it's just like, the, 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 the whole final episode's last five or so levels have a real great narrative build-up, and they start doing even more crazy things with the environment and the way you interact with it. Uh, they just keep it, like, just super engaging start to finish. Like, this game, like... This is not a game that I was expecting to enjoy as much as I did, and it ended up just blowing me the fuck away. Just super, wow. super good. Yeah. That yeah. rules. Yeah. Love this game to bits. It's super, super good. 
Smart. That was a good John, John Gift episode. Yeah. Like Zero Ranger. <laughs> Zero <Smart>. Ranger. <laughs> what? Yeah, goddamn, John. Yeah, you were literally the highlight Don't, of my I, new year. Aw. Aw. You can clip that one, Rhett. There you uh, go. <laughs> the um, I, I think I gifted you Dragon Quest Eleven the year before that, so don't 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 praise me too much. <laughs> I don't hate Dragon Quest Eleven. It's just it, it's it's fine for what it is. <laughs> it's just not gonna be the first RPG I choose to play when I wanna replay an RPG. Just isn't going to be the first game I want to play when I want to play something fun. It maybe that too, maybe that too. <laughs> hey, Sylvando, Sylvando and Veronica are fantastic. I loved them; they were great characters. Mm-hmm. I did not mean to change the topic to a game you didn't like. You saw, you got, you got like. Um, the more and more you talked about dusk, the more like joy came through in your voice, mm-hmm. and it was really I nice know. to listen to. It's it really did seem like you clicked with it a whole lot. Yeah, like I really, really, yeah, I, I loved, I loved this game. Like it was so good. Like I, I, I'm, I was almost sad when it ended, but at the same point, but at the same time, it's just like you know, I don't think I would need more of this. I think this is fine. This is a solid ten hour experience. Um, I, I don't cool. need more of that. Like I, I yeah, like I, just the level design, man. It's so smart. Yeah. Small levels that are just mm-hmm. really, really identifiable. Like, that's yeah. such a cool idea and such a smart way to take this project that looked like it was starting as something that could have been just really boring. And then they kind of pulled mm. that out, and it's just like, oh, then you made real good levels. I think when you're trying to make every level have a unique gimmick, like, it's definitely good to not outstay your welcome and maybe fall into reusing stuff. Yeah, it, and it doesn't fall into reusing anything. Like I said, a lot of the gimmicks that this game does, like, it brings a couple of them back. Like, there are these vertical... Like, there's uh, uh, an item that you can get that lets you climb any wall. And they oh, only boy. do... They do that, like, two or three times. There's, like, at some points you'll break your flashlight and have to navigate in the dark. <laughs> I'm waiting for Red to get baby scared. That this game's also Polly, got. Here's, here's, <laughs> Polly, here's the thing about this game with me. I'm, I'm baby scared from level <laughs> one. <laughs> this game's got really. This game is actually pretty thick. I was already like, "Ooh, this is a little too scary for me." This game's this game's got really good. <laughs> this game's got really good sound design as well. Yeah. Um, like it's it's got that kind of like, oh, okay, like every enemy's got a unique sound, so I know who's coming from where. Like it's it's panned properly, so that like, okay, I hear it and I know how to react to it. Um, so yeah, like just everything about this game start uh, from top to bottom is just incredible smart did i totally random question i found a secret like halfway through episode one that changed my melee weapon to a sword oh dude the sword the sword is so good (laughs) the sword gets me killed because i just want to run up to enemies and then they fucking point blank shotgun me and i lose like (laughs) all my health don't do that to the guys with shotguns but you can fucking go ham on every other enemy type I'm very bad at first-person shooters. Like oh this. God, the sword is so good. I think that like, and I think that you can only get. I think the game only gives you that on the critical path in episode three. Huh? Like yeah. the, the I definitely rivet- felt like oh, this is an actual secret. Yeah. Secret. Yeah. I think. I think the Riveter. Like you can you you only find the Riveter as a secret in episode one, which is like the 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 last weapon. 
Uh, and I think that you can only find the sword in episodes one and two as secrets, but at the start of episode three, they just give you the sword. Nice. And then they make you use it for most of that episode, and all like, oh, the levels boy. are the levels are based around. It's really nope. fucking cool. The crossbow is a jam too. That that such a good fucking weapon. What a fun video game. I, I watched the trailer while you're talking. Just was like this looks really good. This looks really cool. Yeah, like this 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 game. Is, yeah, this game's a this game's a fucking jam. I think that cool. I think you'll love it, John. And I think Rhett, even though you you might suck <laughs> at it, I th- I think you'll find a lot to like here if you continue on to like episodes two and three. Um, uh, to, to give you kind of an idea, I'll, I'll only spoil one. They they have a they have a level that's named the Escher Institute. Oh boy! <laughs> and when I went into that level, I thought, "Oh, that's cute." They're not going. Oh my god, they did it, and they made it work. So there you go. I'll I'll leave that. I'll leave you with that thought. Um, uh, I played another game, but I'll leave that on the back burner and talk about that next time. It's not super high priority, and I don't want to like push this thing over to be like three and a half hours or something. So. I'll go ahead and close my segment out and throw it over to Rhett one last time. Oh, Rhett. hello. Hey. I I had something else. You forgot you had something else. No, I, I, I didn't. Really. I didn't. I know what your other thing else is, and I'm interested in hearing about it. Oh, boy. So I played a game. Yeah. An interesting little mashup of two things. Uh, this game is called Murder by Numbers. Mm-hmm. Oh, this game. <laughs> it is... <laughs> You've played so much of this game. <laughs> I've played significantly more of than Hades. You've played this for 50 hours! I have 52 hours in this game on Steam. I finally beat it. That is fucking wild to me. Now, keep in mind, sometimes, especially on you know vacation, I might open a game and then tab away and do something else for a bit and then come back to it like an hour later. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily think I have 50 played hours in this. I might probably have at least 40, though. Mm. Like, I don't think I... Brett, tell us what is Murder by Numbers. Tell us Murder... all so that we can join... So that the entire audience can cream their pants over it. And I can sit over here and go, oh. <laughs> well, Tango, ne- Tango Gemini says it in, in chat. Oh, hell yeah. Pick Cross. I have. Oh. I, and hey, and I, I'll be the moderate here and say I have no opinion one way or the other on Pick Cross. Okay. I am a I am a I am a dedicated Picross hater. Okay. I want that to be a part of, I want that to be a part of my so brand. We, we run <laughs> we run the gamut here then. Okay. You're, you're, the Sox love. cast, your most complete your most complete Picross opinion spectrum. <laughs> Fair and balanced. Fair and balanced. Absolutely. Go for it. So Murder by Numbers is a Picross game with a storyline. Mm-hmm. It's very similar to like like, you're doing murder investigations. It's kind of like Ace Attorney, mm-hmm. but, like, without the courtroom stuff, just the investigation parts. So it's Ace so, Attorney investigations. Well, I haven't played that either. Oh, they okay, okay. But basically, it kind of visual novelly, and then a whole bunch, it goes, okay, time to do some Picross. Oh! That reminds me of a Picross, Luke. So... <laughs> So the thing in, in uh, Layton, the Layton games, is that the puzzles, especially in the first game, don't really have anything to do with the storyline whatsoever. Yeah, they didn't really nail that until 2. 
they they got better as they went along, yeah. even though there's like six lane games, nobody actually played all of them. I played one and two. I played the first four. No, wait, I think I played the third one, too. You would know if you played the third one, because that's the best one. Anyways, I think you only played one, too. Okay. So the the thing about this Picross and this is that it's actually pretty well justified towards the beginning. Once you get past the fact that it's, you know, it's Picross. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. Well, basically, your character has this robot buddy named Scout, and he scans the environment for clues, and then those clues show up as Picross puzzles that you have to solve. Like, so there's some connection to like scanning the, like sometimes it's like, Oh, we need to x-ray this bag. And then you scan it. And then it does the cross puzzle. And they go, Oh, there's a bomb in there or whatever. Are we going to disarm the bomb with Picross? Yeah. Well, yes! we're going to know that the bomb is in there. And then there's a different cross puzzle, a timed one to defuse the bomb. Oh like, no. Oh. oh no. Yeah. There's a couple. There's a couple timed puzzles. You can never actually fail them, though. You just have to start over. Oh. They're just even at the. I think the very last one of the game is like, oh no, we've got to stop the hacker, and then, oh, I failed. Do do it again. Just do we it again. Stop him. It just repeats infinitely until you get it. <laughs> so, John was asking me about this game because, as he has explained, Picross hater here. Oh yeah, yeah. Does not like Picross. So there's four. Uh, there's four episodes in the game. So after the first one, I two friends were asking about Leanne and John, and I'm like, yeah, this is pretty good. It's about a 50-50 balance between Picross and story stuff, mm -hmm. like the visual novel side. The further you get into the game, the more that 50-50 balance starts to lean towards Picross. 30-70. 30-70. By, by the end, it might be like 90-10. Oh, no! There's... So much Picross in this game. Oh, <laughs> like the, if I feel like if if being a Picross slash visual novel slash murder mystery game is your mm -hmm. thing, you need to just keep that balance because that's yeah. what makes you unique. Because what happened for me? So I'm not Picross expert. This is only the second Picross game I've played. Right. The other one I fell off of after a couple of hours because it got too hard for me. Because it was, like, doing larger puzzles that were also timed. And it was just, like, this is too much for me That's, if I'm not yeah. to these. So at least, like, the huge puzzles in this will have no time limit. But then I'm taking, like, half an hour on some of the really t tricky ones. Oh. And I also played with uh, no assists on whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So that if you put... And this, I think, think it's kind of only the fun way to play these is having the possibility of being wrong. Yeah. Because in the other Picross game I played, I forget what it was called, like number something. The instant you clicked on a wrong square, it would immediately let you know that you fucked up. Mm. And that give you like one of three strikes. And if you struck out, you had to start the whole thing over. Oh, jeez. But then the puzzle was the same. So what's the actual Yeah, like punishment? what's the actual point here? So in this, I turned all the assists off and it's just like, it'll just let you go to okay. do the puzzle wrong and then it's a little scary when you're really getting towards the end and you're just like uh oh the, the, this doesn't add up correctly oh no where, where did I fuck up this is so, yeah. not the fish that I was thinking it was that's the other thing in this is that the puzzles are so they don't look like anything oh no like, that's not uh, how Cross works I, like in theory they do but because they're 
focused on making challenging puzzles towards the end. Oh, it's just abstract garbage. It's just really abstracted when it's like, oh, you found, you know, a computer device, but they put it at like a 42 degree angle. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, mm. almost everything towards the end would be like, if they just did it on a straight on angle, it would just be a bunch of lines and really easy. But everything is like weird angular shapes that are a nightmare in Pacross when you get like. Yeah. Uh, like a line will be like six ones and twos. And it's just like the Pacross has a difficulty curve in this that is extremely like well developed for a Pacross game. Mm -hmm. Like obviously, mm -hmm. obviously it's going to start super easy. And then by towards the end of episode one, they get a little tricky. You have to think about it a bit. Right. By the end of episode mm -hmm. four, like episode four in general is entirely 15 by 15. Oh, grid. And it just becomes so much because I, mean, I actually counted towards the end. By the end of episode four, I had 40 pieces of evidence, which means I did 40. 40 Picross. 40, 15 by 15. The, like the very final one is actually like 15 by 20. Oh, Jesus. They actually do an even bigger one for the finale. It's just. The problem is it just becomes so much Pacross and then like because spending so much time between story sections mm -hmm. that it just becomes uh Yeah, like if it's hard, a harder to focus on the story basically. Yeah, like like Leighton has that issue at times too, where it gets up its own ass about wanting you to do twenty puzzles in a row and it's just like, dude. Yeah. I wanted to, dude, I just want the story. Could you please yeah. give me a morsel of the story? Yeah, there's so many parts in the fourth episode where it's just like, okay, time to scan for evidence, and then there's like three pieces of evidence in one area, it's just like, puzzle, 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 oh my god, can we finally get to some more of the story part? Yeah. Oh lord. Yeah. So, yeah. That's so much Picross, right? It's so much Picross. It's like, I really cannot... Either you just... You cannot with all this Picross. With all this Picross, yeah. it's just like I'm not sure the story ended up being good enough that I would recommend it if you're just going to mash through the Picross. Because realistically, I could have just put it on easy, yeah. which does do the whole. It just gives you an X. It's like I just to see what happened, I put it on easy and then just swipe the mouse around the screen and it just filled out the entire puzzle in like oh, two seconds. Wow, that's it, incredible! It just does it for you at that point. It's incredible. It's just like oh, oh you got you got a. Uh, 300 er errors, but it's uh, fine. Here are the ones you got, it just draws the whole puzzle for you. <laughs> so, so I'm like, well, that's not a game at that point, you no. know. Mm -hmm. Another thing that's right. When you talked about doing the when you talked about the error check where it immediately tells you when you make a mistake, yeah. In my experience with these games, um, whether it's Sudoku or this or anything, uh, most of the fun is in the tension of not being sure if you're going to, yeah, yeah, if you got it right. And then when you get to the end, and then it flashes, you did it. It's, it feels really good because you're worried that when you yeah. think you're done, it's not going to say you're done, and you're like, oh shit, where did I fuck up? Oh no, yeah, like what's what the fun part is to me. Probably the most fun I had with the Procross was towards the end of episode two when it hadn't gone gotten into the fifteen wide tiles yet, mm -hmm. and just having that moment right at the end where it's mm -hmm. like either realizing I fucked up and having to start the whole thing over. Sometimes I would race like half of it and try to work my way through it. Like I was still engaging with it at that point. It was just like, okay, like 
there were several times where I had to just start a whole puzzle over because I had realized I'd fucked up and I didn't yeah. know where to start over from to recover. Mm-hmm. But then at the start of episode three, I noticed something. Uh oh. Is that there's a little thing oh, in no. the UI? There's a little thing in the UI that makes the game significantly easier. <laughs> there's a tiny little hint when you get a row or column oh, correctly. There's a little flash for like a Oof. second. Oh. <laughs> so then I realize, oh no. I can just if Oof. I have if I have a column that's like an eight or something, I can just try every possibility by putting eight in a row and then yeah. moving it down slowly. And I'm like, well then there's no game there's again. There's no game just, again, yeah. Now I can guess and have the game tell me I'm right. Yeah. So I started oh. playing. This is okay. This is where it gets really <laughs> kind of depraved. I started playing the game in windowed mode, and dragging that corner of the screen off screen. Oh my god! <laughs> so, that I, so that I couldn't see it anymore. <laughs> so you could have a pure experience. No, man. You just get you some duct tape and put it on your screen. You're fine. That would have been another option is to just put a piece of cardboard in front of the screen. <laughs> oh. But then towards this is the a end, little sad. So yep. episode three, Go I got through mostly like without cheating. Like once I I, mm-hmm. I found a workaround to not look at the thing that tells you if you're right or not. And I did episode three, and then okay. by the by the end of episode four, I was just like. So I have two monitors. One's mm-hmm. the t- the second one's the TV. Every time I was about to complete a row or column, I would look over oh, at the TV. God damn it! <laughs> to see if the thing would do the the tell. Just just because I was like, if this is wrong and I have to start this whole puzzle over, I'm fucking dropping this. We're game. done. We're done. Yeah. Done. <laughs> and then like the last couple oh puzzles God. in the main game got so complicated that's where it's like. Well, now I'm just using the tell as part of the game. Right, play. you have to like, at that point. If, if every single row is like ones and twos, you can't even guess at that point. No. There's just so much bullshit. Yeah, that's really stupid. So like, I I have, I have like the game, I like the story, I've been completely broken by Picross. Damn, he's done. Like, he can't, <laughs> he just can't with all this Picross. It's so much. So... Tengu is really excited. Is really excited. Yeah, I was noticing chat. Tengu in it's, the chat is ready. The craziest part is that there's bonus puzzles. I don't know why you would need to do bonus puzzles by the end of this. Oh no, God. The other thing is that by the time I was, I'm doing, I'm doing a, I'm doing a 15 by 15 Picross while we're while we're talking about this because I just want to prove to myself that Picross oh is stupid and for babies. <laughs> it's a little tricky. It's a little tricky. <laughs> A little tricky. The other thing is that when I want to prove that I, the whole thing hinges on it being stupid and for babies. It's a it's a proof. it's a fish at a forty two degree angle. <laughs> yeah, I think that's part of the thing. Is like <laughs> those later puzzles just started to look like nothing pretty consistently. Mm. Oh because... yeah, that, I just never really think about the picture really. Yeah, I get you. I mean, there were times where it's like, okay, I'm pretty sure it's drawing a circle or a curve here. Yeah, you can like, make inferences never... once you know that. You never want to guess, though, because then it's like, well, you're really fucked if you're wrong. Yeah. No. yeah. The other no, thing, you want to logic it out. 
once I was like 30 hours in and, you know, doing the whole tab or like window the, the game. Like looking at it the other way, trying not to look. <laughs> what happened is that this became, this became a game I play while watching VTuber videos. Oh, God. I can see why that would work. Yeah, so that makes when I, sense. When you, when you say I played this game for 50 hours, it's more like I consumed a whole lot of VTuber content Jesus over vacation. <laughs> Time well so, spent. Because it's like, oh, live in your bliss. Gura did a two-hour stream. Okay, let's open up words for Murder by Numbers. Tab it over. Okay, get the video playing on the second screen. Now let's hear about Meatloaf. Yeah. <laughs> Just living that Fuck bliss. Yes. <laughs> Extremely yeah. valid. But then I got to the point the where I was back at then it got to the point where I was back at work and it's just like I need to finish this fucking game so I can move on to something else I need it out of my life because I, I don't drop games unless they're like terrible unless it's terrible. offensive yeah so I finally was just like took two hours it's just like I'm finishing this game I, I just can't do these Picross puzzles entirely honestly anymore oh but I still never actually lowered the difficulty like I still did them mm -hmm. as far as the game was concerned yeah as far as the games well if they're gonna put a thing in there the i know i know tells you if you get a column right it's just the way you which put is just it insane the way you put it cracked me up well because you can just lower the difficulty if you want yeah like, like let's get 300 errors and win yeah so i f finished it and then started playing the new ori game i was just like oh. did you play blind forest i can't remember I didn't really like Blind Forest, but the new one's doing it for me already. Oh, weird. Huh. They have learned from Hollow Knight. I remember Mitzi really seems. loved the new one. Wow, that's good. I, I, if you're yeah. going to take lessons from a video game, I would want it to be yeah. Hollow Knight. Yeah. So, But that's for next time. Uh, okay, okay. Because I only played like two hours. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, we, we still got a couple minutes, right? Sure. Okay. Well, I'll talk about one of the things. Can I talk about your last thing? I'll just talk about the last thing since we're still here. Unless Rhett's Go still got it. something he wants Hell to talk yeah. about. Unless yeah. you unless you want to talk more about Picross. No, no. I, think, I no, don't think I'm ever going to talk about I played about one other game. Again. I played one other game. It won't take me quite as long because it's not quite... It's not a super complicated game to talk about, but it's a game. It's mm -hmm. the first game that I beat mm -hmm. uh, of the new year. I played a game nice. called Super Crush KO. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Super Crush KO. It's, it's a combo-driven side-scrolling action platformer where you got to rescue your pack cat from an alien invader who has invaded the planet for the sole purpose of kidnapping your cat. It's great. Good setup. <laughs> it's a game where you, you punch and kick everything. You got a gun. You got a lot of special moves. And you get loads and loads of robots to punch into each other, and it feels super satisfying. So... Uh, it's like like I said, this game's super straightforward. Uh, it's got it's got it's got a great look to it. It's got this soft pastel aesthetic going for it. Uh, I don't know whether the main character's kind of color design being like looks like it's pretty based on the trans flag to me. Um, I don't know whether that's intentional or not, but like it's kind of like the vibe I get from just looking at like the, the the colors and everything. I don't know whether it's just a happy accident and these are the colors we used or they're making a statement, but. Either way, the game's got a nice look to it. Uh, it's got cute dialogue and everything, and it's generally just trying to be 
Saturday morning cartoon funny, basically. So that's what you get sort of in this game's attitude. Um, but it's like a, you know, very straightforward in design. It feels so, like, real simple and clean and concise. But it's also, like, smooth and impactful and, and satisfying to control. Um, and you could definitely, oh. fe definitely feel that someone, like, spent a lot of hours at four in the morning tweaking variables to the point to get to get this game to feeling the way that it should be it feels that good it's one of those games where you you, you were when you were in control and you were hitting things and jumping around it immediately feels fantastic um it's one of those games where like all of your moves kind of chain satisfyingly into one another at just the right frame so like the, like the cancels like like everything cancels into everything else at the precise moment to feel like to feel like you're maybe getting away with something you shouldn't be getting away with, uh, but it's but it's built that way like it's built to make you feel like you're just you're putting all of these moves together in these big ass combo chains because you're a badass. Um, you're you're. The dodge, the, you're, you've got this quick step dodge that lets you dodge through bullets, that lets you dodge behind enemies without taking a hit, things like that. It's got enough startup and iframes. Again, it feels like you're cheating, but the game's just designed around you having a lot of iframes and being able to move quickly from one enemy to the next to, to keep the chain going. Um, and uh, each stage is kind of plays out as like a, a string of smaller uh, arena combat encounters that sort of incentivize you to make quick work of your targets and like continue like ramping up the difficulty by like the enemies getting more aggressive or the terrain gets a little harder to navigate between enemies so it's kind of you kind of like use your special moves to get around so like use your drill move to like drill halfway across the screen so that you can get over and keep your combo gauge going and uh, fun shit like that, um, where, like, the whole idea of the game is to just bound from target to target, uh, as often as you can, trying to, like, stay, uh, you know, completely clean, don't get hit, things like that, just feels really good, um, it's just a, it's just a damn good feeling, one of these, um, that, uh, just feels incredible, it's not a game that, I expected to to wow me and to feel as good as it did, but I 100%ed it anyway. Um, you know, I ended up cool. I ended up playing this game probably five more hours than I think I normally would have, uh, just because it feels so damn good. Like when you can like carry a combo for four minutes to the end of a stage, it feels so good. Um, but it's just like it, but, yeah. it, it. It feels like it's taking a lot of inspiration from like treasure, uh, especially with the way you can like bounce enemies into each other, and with just like every single move having just the right amount of hit stun to where you feel it, where there's just enough screen shake, mm. where an, when an enemy bounces off the side of the screen or into something else, where it's just like yeah, like they they set out to make something that has a very tight feel to it that that just feels good at all times and like you can still play through this game just fine if you want to take your time with it but i think that mm -hmm. when you get in control like the, the moment that you realize the kind of power you have it immediately your brain 
just kicks in and goes, no, I need to play this as flashy as possible. I need to chain. I need to make that. I need to keep that gauge setting at S. I, I need to keep my combo meter setting at S plus for as long as I possibly can. Um, it, it just, it, it, it just feels so good to play as fast as you absolutely can, to be as effective as you can at chaining things together, dodging through attacks. Like, it's just, yeah. Like, this game's got a feel to it that is... Fucking rules. Yeah. Yeah, like, like it, it's all about game feel here. First, you know, like, a, <laughs> just plain and simple. You pick it up within a minute. I guarantee you're going to be like, oh, okay, this feels real fucking good. And you're going to want to play it <laughs> as quickly as possible. Uh, and, and as effectively as possible. Um and yeah, it's that's just it. That's Super Crush KO in a nutshell. It's just a game that I'm super excited about. I like it a lot. It was just a super, it was a super fun way to kind of get back into playing video games again uh, because I had take because like Red had mentioned, I hadn't played anything for like a month. Uh, so I was just like playing this like immediately snap like all right, yep yeah, this this is the dopamine hit that I needed and this is why <laughs> this is why video games are really cool. And we all need them. Yeah, like, this is why video games feel good. And this is why I like playing them. It's, it's games like Super Crush KO that just are such a finely tuned uh, vision of what they want to be, and the mechanics are just absolutely perfect for what they are trying to make. Like, I, I don't have many complaints about this game at all, other than that maybe maybe the boss encounters are a little eh, but for me it's more about chaining those stages for as long as I can and just seeing, like, if I can chain through every obstacle in a stage and carry that combo counter all the way to the end. Um, and that, that's, that's just super satisfying. Uh, definitely give this a look. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you haven't, I think it's on Switch and on PC. Uh, it's Super Crush KO. It's got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's stylish as a motherfucker. You'll like it. I guarantee it. I don't. I don't guarantee it. I'm not giving anybody money back <laughs> if they pay for a game and don't like it. And somebody get mad at me once for that. They stopped talking to me entirely because I didn't tell. Oh my god. I didn't tell them. Like this is back when Transistor came out. And they bought Transistor mm -hmm. based on the fact that I was hyped for Transistor. It was like, and I mm. played through Transistor in like two days, and I didn't like it. And I didn't say anything about mm -hmm. it. Like, I hadn't said it. I hadn't talked to them. So I get, uh, they, they send me a message on Steam literally like a day or two after that. Why didn't you tell me it was bad? And then unfriended me. I was like, Jesus Christ. Holy shit. They unfriended me there. They unfriended me on PSO, uh, too. It was real, like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you are a touchy motherfucker. And that's my word. They word. really got mad about that. They got super mad. Weird. Like, it was my responsibility. Like, I can't be excited for a video game and then be disappointed by it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> my dude. <laughs> you could have just waited and then asked me after I bought it. <laughs> And I don't know how I don't know why we transitioned to there, but that's my weird uh, that's my internet weirdo story of the day. God. All right, so I think I think that's gonna be a podcast. What do you what do you what do y'all say? Y'all got anything else you wanna talk about before we kick ourselves out of here? I did a fifteen by fifteen um, pick <laughs> It was a baby easy puzzle for babies. 
Um, it was mostly one. It was mostly small numbers. There's one twelve, but that, wait, um, there's a seven yeah. seven eight in here. This is an easy one. Okay, but it was still a baby I mean, puzzle. Baby, I, I swear the ones towards the end of Murder by Numbers are like the biggest you'll see is like a single five. It's rough. <laughs> <laughs> There's a there's a fucking twelve in this one. Come on. <laughs> Rhett is calling your ass nobody, out. Nobody ever does hard ones. I should play murder by numbers so I can get there. You go. Oh play murder by numbers. John will do a complete about face with regards to his view on P cross. I'll I'll play for forty hours and then I'll get to a P cross that's really hard and then I won't be able to solve it and then I'll be like. I was the dumb baby all the time. <laughs> and that'll be sad, and that'll be it. <laughs> all right. I think that is going to do it for your pals here at the SoxCast, but we are more than happy to be back with you again mm-hmm. in this new year, getting things going again. Uh, John Thayer, could you be a dear and let the internet folks at home know where they can find you? Um, farawaytimes.itch.io I hope you don't feel bad about me doing a Picross while y'all were talking I promise it did not use very much brain power <laughs> and I was fully engaged in the conversation <laughs> please don't feel offended Rhett where can the internet find you I play I it because it's a thing that's fun to I don't play Picross because it's hard I play it because it's a thing that's fun to do and waste some time oh well if you just want to kill time on this earth Go play a Picross, says Tangu, number one Picross fan. It'll uh, it'll get you one step closer to death. I'm looking to waste some breath as it's some time. I want to erase some of my precious moments <laughs> on this planet. I want to look back at my Listen. at my legacy Listen. on this planet and say that moment right there. I want to look at the clock and have it say one time, and then look at it a little bit later and have it say a different time, and I'll know that it. I can't believe you are dunking on this like we didn't just have the worst year ever. <laughs> if there was any way I could make twenty twenty shorter, I took it. <laughs> Woo! Thank you. I am I'm completely kidding. It's very much okay to enjoy Picross. I just hate it because my ex-wife really liked it. Oh, okay. oh it, all it all fucking comes, comes, comes out. It all fucking comes out. <laughs> oh my god, John, I swear. <laughs> I knew there had to be something here. I knew there had to be something under that blanket. God damn it, it was the ugliest thing I could have imagined. Aww. Holy shit, Rhett, where can the internet find you? <laughs> Does Flash any work anymore? A fla- I, a <laughs> I have flash? a website, but it's like busted as fuck it's right now. dead now! <laughs> my, 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 I still have Flash. It still works for oh. me, damn it. It still works for me. Yeah, poor yeah. Rhett. Like, he is now, you are now a relic of the past with your all-Flash site. Ugh. <laughs> so stupid i mean somebody made a flash emulator i tried installing it though and it's it's complicated to do on a web server right i imagine so but like it does seem to work really well well that's that's you know what that's good that's good somebody's got to present like we can't lose this fucking history of shit like come on 
it's kind of crazy. Like, if you go on Newgrounds now, I think, like, press space to win will just run in an emulator in browser. That's so. good. That's really good. And, like, like, and like, Hunter stage stages one through <laughs> five, but not six. Oh, no! Yeah. Let me no. see if six works right now. Yeah, I immediately checked... Zellas mentions um, Blue Maxima's Flashpoint, which I immediately checked for like all of Red's games. Yeah, six is still and working Song. in Flash, but the other five are in. Anyways, yeah, the emulator. Huh. You can find Red on Newgrounds. He was there yeah. a whole lot from like '99 oh, to 2014. Uh... <laughs> God. <sighs> look up all of his old comments, especially the comments no, on reviews. Somebody, of his game. oh my God, somebody. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, I don't think it'll be. This is say, really. Say, 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 say. I'm I'm looking for it though. Some somebody like reviewed. Yeah. Okay. Somebody reacted to a review I wrote November fourth, two thousand. Oh my god! Oh, Twenty years ago. The the person's user account says that they are fourteen years old. Oh my god. Oh. oh, so they were not born for six years after I, I made that comment, and they waited fourteen more years to I, react to it. I and can put a smiley face there. I can feel myself <laughs> dying. I saw something somebody said today, like if you were born in the nineteen hundreds, you're old now because people that are born two thousand will be able to drive or drink this year. Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> I watch y'all suffer, and I just know that it's coming for me too. I could, yeah. yeah. Like every time I'm, every time I'm reminded, I start to feel the decomposition in real time, and it's it's a tragedy. Let me tell you. And you can find me in your nearest <laughs> snack aisle, trying to buy Doritos 3Ds. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, we are the podcast that loves you. We're the only ones that love you.